This is Mark Wade, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I can see the the Texas visit has rubbed off on you. Well, shoot, yeah. No, we. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I I'm speechless. Uh, yeah, we went to Texas uh, for a little mini vacation. It was nice and nice. But now, weren't you like in the car for two of those four days? Yes, that's true. Yes, we left on Friday. And we were heading to Fort Hood, Texas, to visit Miss Jacqueline's brother and uh, his family. So, sister-in-law and nephews and nieces. Okay. And, well, to get on a military base or post, you need your car registration. Oh. Well, guess what we didn't have? (laughs) (laughs) So, we... uh, 30 minutes out, Jackie was like, did you fix the car registration? And I was like, what are you, t- what are you talking about? What's going on here? <laughs> and she's like, the registration. Remember when we went to look for tire or get tires, we saw that we had an expired registration. And I was like, no, I paid that. That's impossible. <laughs> well, she got out of the car after we pulled over and she looked at the sticker and she said, well, it's not impossible because our tags are expired. Like, oh, right. So so we had to turn around and go back into town and go to a title transfer place uh-huh. and uh, had to get, and they actually, they helped us out like lickety split and everything. But that, oh. you know, it took like two hours, the whole ordeal. And so we had to so we got that taken care of. And look, I have a gripe. I have a gripe with the DMV. When you go. Who doesn't? Okay. When you <laughs> when you go to the DMV. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. It's this boggles my mind. I'd like to update my address. I'd like it to have my current address on my license. I'd like to update everything that is connected to my address, right? Mm-hmm. So I go into the title place. Like, set that aside in your mind for just a second. All right. Okay. I go into the title place, and I'm like, look, I don't know what happened. They either didn't, they got lost in the mail, or I never got it, or they never mailed it. And they said, well, did you, you know, did you pay it? And I was like, yeah, usually, you know, I, I pay those things right away. You get a postcard in the mail. It says, hey, your registration's due. You got to pay it. I pay those. I was like, you know, unless it got lost in the mail, or I don't know. Unless, and then I was like, well, I, I guess I could have lost it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the guy was very congenial. He was like, well, when people say that they didn't get it, I do believe them sometimes because <laughs> – and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Are you calling me a liar to my face? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible. I guess everybody comes in here and says, it's not my fault. So I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I was like – I. I think it's paid. And he said, well, we can check that. And he goes into the system. He's like, it's not even paid. And this was supposed to be in January. I was like, okay, well, 
what happened? And he was like, are you still at such and such address? And I was like, no, actually not. He was like, well, there's the problem. They don't forward this kind of mail. It's like, it's against the law or they don't do it. They don't forward Uh-oh. these type of transactions. Huh. And I was like, well, then how am I supposed <laughs> to know? And he's like, well, did you update your address with the DMV? And I said, yes, look at my license. So I updated my address. Okay. Jackie updated her address. Both our licenses are updated, and apparently our red car is updated, but not the van. So why in the world would they be like, yes, you are updated, except for this thing? (laughs) So anyway, I did have to pay a fee. It was only $3. For a late fee, but you know it was it, it was a setback. So anyway, back to the trip. Yeah, Friday took a long time because we took a wrong turn in construction traffic in Houston, which ended up costing us another hour, and nearly our marriage. And then uh, that's not true. Um, <laughs> then we got there Friday night, and Saturday and Sunday we played board games and we went to something called a splash pad. Oh, do you know what this is? No, it sounds like a pad full of splash, I'm thinking. Okay, well, this is an awful (laughs) disease-ridden place (laughs) of fun, laughter, giggling, and water. It's it's terrible. But but what what are the germs? What is it? There are people there in Uh, this water. There's pools and water slides and people peeing all over the place. Gotcha. I forgot about that. You hate swimming pools. Oh, my goodness. And I had to go into it up to my knees to make sure that my child was there and being watched and not drowning. Oh, isn't that Jackie's job? It's Well, you would think that you did the car register. keep an eye on three, but no, only two. So well, I'm just thinking, you know, your job was the car registration. Jackie is to raise the children. I think right. it's a pretty fair shake. Right. And I, I failed at mine, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh man i was i had a good attitude everybody knew i didn't want to be there but i was like sure why not you know whatever this is fine (laughs) wait 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 so everybody knew like you made it known to them that you did not want to be there no they already knew they already knew i I did a good job not saying anything about it and uh jackie's sister-in-law elena good honor she was like is it okay? You think maybe just two hours? I was like, sure, two hours. That sounds great, you know, so that we wouldn't stay forever. And she was like, so are you going to go in? And I was like, no. And she's like, right, yeah, I know, the germs. And and uh, <laughs> she's very kind and compassionate toward me. And so I had to go in, and I circled around looking for Ellie, which this kid, she doesn't understand that who a stra- what a stranger is. And okay. so she'll just like go have fun with whatever and you'll never know people's names and she'll be like, I made new friends. <laughs> the other two are are not like that. Um I toned it down a little. I was gonna say something harsher, but they're just not like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so I, I go around, she's holding her baby who I think is a year old. I, I don't know, it's terrible. I don't know how old this your, is. Your kids? I don't know how old my niece is. Oh, I was like, your kids shouldn't have kids yet. Right, no, they don't. They don't. (laughs) 
Again, I'm toning that down. Okay. <laughs> I'm making a mental note to bite my tongue on some of this. Jackie's just not doing well parenting. <laughs> if your kids have kids. Oh, when you ask me about the foster care thing, this should go well. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm standing there watching Ellie, making sure she doesn't drown. Um, and I'm right next to Elena. And uh, she's like, I'm looking, I'm holding my baby right here. And I'm looking at her runny nose. And suddenly I realize my baby is the reason why Andy doesn't want to come in this water. <laughs> because of her runny nose and every other child in here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not the children. But now in <laughs> retrospect, I realized she could have thought I was talking about her. And I wasn't. Oh. So. To, like write a letter. What? Like write an apology letter. Well, I did apologize for the divergent thing we talked about because she did text me later and she was like, oh, you didn't like the book. So this is the same person. <laughs> so, so Winning. <laughs> so anyway, let me wrap up this story by telling you that the last straw was when I was next to these cute little girls, these two cute little girls, and they were saying, hi, look at my Dora swimsuit. Oh, it's so pretty. That's great. Suddenly she turns to her mom and says, I have to go potty. And the mom looks at her and says, okay, go. And this child (laughs) is like a two or three year old. So she's not saying, okay, go over there and open the door and sit on the toilet. Go. (laughs) She's saying, go where you are, which just happens to be a covered patio with picnic benches. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I watched this little girl stand and assume the position and just pee all over. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't I can't be here. I can't be here anymore. (laughs) And so, like, the mom looks at me and I look at her and she's like, oh, no that's bad and she takes a water bottle and like pours half of the water bottle onto the urine and Uh, like trying to dilute it which (laughs) it doesn't go anywhere it just goes more toward me and so i'm like okay so i took ellie and i took um one of elena's kids and we just went to the car i was like you know what we're gonna be cooling down the car we're we're gonna turn on the air conditioner and just sit in there for 30 minutes so it's a real shame. It's a shame what? that people are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So what's new with you? Well, we went to the pool yesterday. That's awful. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my nieces and nephews called. Uh, well, my my sister in law, I guess, she sent me a text yesterday morning and said, "Hey, can we come to your pool?" Like, sure, I love seeing them. So we went to the pool and had a pool day yesterday, and um, and uh, she was like, and I, we got there, and there were probably like 25 people at the pool. Is that a lot or a little? Oh my gosh, I was like, this is the most crowdest I've seen it in eight years, because we've lived, I've lived here for eight years, and like this is just, I've never seen it more crowded. Wait, this I, pool is like your 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 condo pool, your no duplex, what are, what are they called? It's called a homeowners association pool. Okay, what do you live in? What is that called? A home with shared walls. A home with shared walls. I always forget. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so 
I was like, this is crazy. It's so busy. I'm so sorry you had to come down here. It's busy. And they looked at me and they said, are you kidding? When we go to the, the city pool, it's shoulder to shoulder in the water. Oh, my goodness. How would oh. people not die? Ugh. I was like, I'm going to throw up. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, oh, that is that is gross. I don't even like to, you know, be shoulder to shoulder with you. you know? ah. Let alone a bunch of strangers in a pool. Talk about now that would be that's just too gross. And dude, man, you should have seen. Okay, look, we had a huge discussion about modesty after this, and like with who? With my daughters. Okay. Um, they're like, how come all these people are not modest? How come they're all wearing bikinis and their iglets are hanging out? They made up that word, not me. Iglets. <laughs> you can guess what that is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Their toes, they, obviously. They made up that word. I don't know where they got it from. So, and I'm like, I was like, girls, do you think that those girls look good? And they're like, no, they had tattoos and they had blubber everywhere. And I'm like, right. Just remember blubber? that. What? They said blubber? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we we use common phrases. <laughs> blubber and jiglets. No, no, not jiglets. Iglets. Iglets, sorry. Right. Yeah. You know, like igloos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is no longer an all ages podcast okay (laughs) anyway so we had this giant discussion and look everybody there was just like covered in tattoos it was crazy i saw people guys with tattoos underneath their belly button like i've never even heard of people putting tattoos like between their their you know their pants line and their belly button. Yeah, that's weird. That is for really a guy. what for a guy. It's weird. For well, anybody for a girl, unless you're trying to cover up like some sort of like C-section scars or something. I don't know. I don't know body politic. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's terrible. So we yeah so we went to the pool and for the most part you know everybody was decently covered and and I, like you know for 31 years I've had this skin it's <laughs> glowing it just is a glowing white skin and I'm, I've known about this okay like and you're, yet, you're pale is that what you're saying yes it's okay. like super white okay and yet super white I, I didn't put any sunscreen on oh me neither oh my word so now I've you know, I haven't had my shirt on today because I keep putting aloe all over myself. Because I'm a glowing, I'm like as red as Juggernaut's helmet. It's, and Jennifer came home and she's like, it smells like old people in here. <laughs> oh, it's you because you're wearing aloe. Wow. That's that's great. <sighs> so, I think I think my favorite part of that story is that you just have, you, the way you deal with it is, well, clearly I'm just not going to wear a shirt today. <laughs> well, I work from home, so it's nice. <laughs> I'm glad that this isn't a video podcast or we're not on video <laughs> Skype. Oh yeah, dude, I got and and it's <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so when I burn, I don't burn evenly either. <laughs> so like underneath my eyes, still super pale white. <laughs> <laughs> Face is fair is pretty tan. Arms and chest blood red. You need stomach. To... You need to look white. more directly into the sun when you're burning. Yeah, I guess I wasn't... I was playing with my nieces and nephews. I wasn't thinking about burning evenly. 
Yeah. So I'm just a mess here sitting on the couch. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You Today's Wednesday, right? It is. Well, you put on a shirt. You sent me a picture of you with a shirt. Well, yeah, I was getting ready to say I did put on shirt and pants to go to the comic book store in the post office and then quickly came home and disrobed. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this hat that you're wearing in this picture. Is this like a normal hat that you wear? This green, what is this, Hollister? Yeah, I wore it Monday and I got compliments on it. It's a Hollister hat. I don't know what that is, but it does that... not look good. So. Oh, no, Hollister's trendy. Oh, oh, well, okay. Well, then it looks good. Yeah, like, it's something Jennifer picked out because it was trendy. What is the 22? It's just a number. Oh, okay. It's stuff that the, ki- the kids are doing it these days. Oh, the kids! They're picking random numbers out the air! Yeah, random numbers and bright colors and fraying stuff. Oh, I can't take that. I've told you several times. I go in... If I go into one of those stores, I'll ask for a discount on the damaged goods. <laughs> and they're like, it's made like this. Sir. Right. And I say, well, then I deserve a discount if you're doing <laughs> this on purpose. So. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't I was planning on going with the swimming store. I was kind of going to lead into the, you know, you were talking about your kids and trying to watch them. And, and you know, it's a, 11 hours there, 11 hours back, two hours at the DMV. And then you told me you're kind of looking to maybe bring some more children into the Kirby family. Well, <laughs> this is... What are you thinking? Right, right, right. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, there are 250 approximately foster parents in our region, foster families in our region. There are 650 foster children in our region. So there's definitely a need there. So everybody gets three. Everybody gets three. You're just passing them out. <laughs> so I, this is something that's, I mean, pretty, I mean, Jesus basically said two of the most important commandments are, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans, you know? Mm-hmm. So the whole point of foster parenting, now you can correct me on any of this because, I mean, this Jennifer does this for a living, right? Yeah. Okay, what does she do? She works for an agency, like there's too many kids in the county that the county can't service all them, so she works for a delegate agency where they send, they have foster care parents through that agency, and so Jennifer's in charge of working with the children and the foster parents with their placements and uh, a wide gamut of things. Okay, all right, so she sounds like, is is it a caseworker, is that the... That more than, yeah, they have a different term, but yeah. Okay, because it's the private sector, sort of? Yes. Okay. Um, I forget where I was going with this. So uh, 650 kids. Okay, yeah. So anyway, I mean, this is something near and dear to our heart just because the whole point of foster parenting is to return them to the parents. Well, the point of adoption is not to return them, and that seems like an easy thing to understand, but um, it's like kind of a key thing. And so... We have the space, we have the love, and, you know, this might be the only chance that these kids get to feel real love from outside their own family. You know, let's say, let's give the parents the benefit of the doubt and just say there was an issue and they, you know, the state had to step in, but it's not like the worst, most terrible thing in the world, right? Well, I view this as being a steward of someone else's children 
and being doing the best I possibly can long-term babysitting until we can get them back and, and, and ready to go. So we're looking into it. We don't know. We got to, you know, there's still, we went to the information meeting. That's all we did. There's still like seven class training classes and then like a whole home visit and everything else. So, you know, we're looking into it. Gotcha. There's, there's a need and we've been blessed enough to, to, potentially fill that need you know but once you get signed up and everything you can always say no and you can always um you can always say well this you know this doesn't fit the the demographic i'm looking for the age group or whatever sure no absolutely you can um one thing that i was really surprised about and never thought of in a million years but seriously it makes sense they said you need to be aware of your family and your neighbors if you take in children of a different race. And I was like, well, that's weird. But then I was like, no, that's true. Like, what if the neighbors or your close friends or, you know, what if they're racist? Or what if, like, well, we don't want that type of person in our neighborhood or that, you know, like out of place type thing. And I thought to myself, I mean, this is, this is, I thought that is so sad. You know, these kids need help. But but then I had to I I had to be humbled because I went home, I drove home, and I saw a family of a different race on our street. And I thought, huh, that's weird. I I like we, there's only like ten people that live on our street, so okay. it was no, it was like very out of place, you know. And yeah. I thought to myself, I took notice because there was a different race, and I was like, well, that's weird, like. What are they doing here? And I immediately felt like, holy cow, like super convicted. Like, how come I didn't just say, oh, I've never seen these people before instead of, oh, I've never seen these col- this type of people or this this color of people before. Like, I, so I felt really convicted. And then that kind of brought it down to me. And I was thinking, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it is a concern. Like, I wouldn't mind having a, a, a child of any race, but. You know, maybe the other parents, not that they have a choice, but the biological parents would. Who knows? Sure. So I never thought about that. It was very interesting to bring uh, bring to mind. So are you – so next is just taking the classes then? Yes. And they need you – by the third class, they need you to sign a letter of intent or that you're going to stick with it. And so they can kind of get the paperwork started. So. I right, gotcha. Yeah, Jackie and I are still talking about it. We haven't prayed about it yet. We're going to. It's on the docket, if you will. Sure. But to so, be honest with you, we haven't prayed about it yet. So, so um, do you have like a preference of age, sex, or the kids? Yeah, I would think that um, before preschool. So um, when you get the child, you're probably going to have them 12 to 18 months. Uh and so <clears throat> you may have them shorter, but they say that, you know, you can expect 12 to 18 months. So I would want them younger than my youngest and then the same sex. So probably female and then younger. I would love to have a baby, um, but that's easy for me to say because, you know, I guess I could get up for midnight feedings and stuff like that. But um, I, I think I would love to have a baby and shape that first year or first two years or whatever. So... So the agency that you're working with, are you working with the county or with a private agency? With the 
with the county, but they're called parishes with the parish. Okay, so the parish is uh, telling you that when a child goes into foster care, they're typically going to be between 12 and 18 months? That they're going to be with us. Oh, they're going to be with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's... Like- there's kids How did from, you do that? <laughs> no, no, there, there's there's kids all different ages and everything. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, uh, I think they're telling you wrong, Andy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're flat out of, lying to you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because the Jennifer, I mean, Jennifer gets, you know, one week it'll be a sibling group of six. I know, and, then, and that's, the, that's what whew. breaks my heart, but who has room for that? Yeah, very few do, and that's why Jennifer, but Jennifer's agency has like two families that have that much room. Wow. And so <laughs> often when that happens her agency gets them and so it's a lot it's just it's a sad sad part of society is the foster care world yeah it's very sad but there it's it's awesome that there are awesome people out there like you guys and like jennifer that are willing to uh invest your hearts into it and realize that it's not for the money because you're not going to get rich off being a foster care parent oh no 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 (laughs) So just gonna happen. they no, I really, uh, you know, we always tell Felicity like, you know, this person who you meet at wherever, if you're doing soccer or whatever, that they might be seeing the only love of Christ or love of God in their life. And it's you, you know, yeah. like that is an opportunity. You need to not play to that person or be nice to that person but show them true, genuine, godly love. And so it's kind of like, well, put your money where your mouth is. For us, I mean, I'm not saying everybody should do this. I'm not saying everybody has this conviction, but this is something we've talked about for since we were dating. So, Yeah. Well, so kind of like at the pool when that lady told her kid to pee. I'm waiting for the end of that sentence. And how you reacted. Ah! <laughs> right? I have to get out of here. You're like, oh, Jesus would definitely have left. <laughs> you would have said, this is nasty. <laughs> wow. So I'm not prepared. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, iron sharpens iron, my good friend. Way to, way to cut me to the quick. No, brother. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, it's, it's totally true. You know, God did command us to, to watch out for the widows and the orphans. But it was definitely something that's kind of just by the wayside because there are very, very few ministries for orphans, like foster um, kids, and widows. There just aren't. It's usually, all right, well, what we'll do with with orphans is we'll put them in foster care and hope someone adopts them. And for widows, um, we'll have an old ladies group at the church and you guys can, like, do crafts every other Tuesday at (laughs) 2. You know, and and it's and it's no those two things. How do we how do we just ignore both of those those things that God tells us to do? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I don't want to ignore. I mess up all so much on my own. I don't want to ignore these commands, especially when it comes to helping other people. You know. Yeah, and and that's awesome that you're doing that because that's. I mean, you already have three kids. You know, it's not like you and Jackie are just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. You have three kids that keep you busy. When I talk, I talk to you every day and every day I talk to you, I'm like, how does he keep up this schedule? And, and you guys are thinking about doing foster care. So I definitely commend you for that. (laughs) Thanks. 
awesome. let me tell let me tell one more story before we get on to actual the show yeah, yeah. okay so we went to church with uh my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and we went to you know obviously an adult sunday school and um <clears throat> it was a it was a marriage study and actually we're going through a marriage study at our church right now I can't take it. I cannot take it. It's <laughs> it's marriage is just not going to work for you guys. It's not going to happen. No. Marriage is fine. Studying the Bible is fine. But listening to everyone's personal anecdotes about marriage is torment. <laughs> it's just pure torture. I don't I don't care. I don't want to know. Anyway, so this is so obviously Jackie and I are going to this thing and she's the one that asked me and I was like, oh, I'm kind of looking uh, to have the summer off. And she was like, I think this would be good. And I'm like, oh, OK, so anyway, we're <laughs> we're they're starting and, and it's good information. It's good content. It's good. I just don't like the stories. I can't say I can't take the well, when we were married for 15 years, we're married for 36 now. Um. We had no idea. You know, I just can't do it. So <laughs> so anyway, they had us stand up and introduce ourselves because we were visitors, which obviously is the best way to make a visitor feel comfortable, right? Oh, for real. For real. <laughs> okay. It's so awkward. So this is what I did. <laughs> I stood up and I said, we're Chris and Pat Smith. No. And we're in Tupperware, Tupperware no. sales, and we're here to visit uh, her brother-in-law and family and sat down. So you lied in church. Yeah, well, see. <laughs> I, yeah, you did. It was more of an opportunity to do a social experiment instead of a lie. And so... That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> now, everybody was like, oh, nice to meet you. Except for the lady who kind of met us at the door and said, oh, I'll remember your name, Andy. I have a son named Andy. Oh, no. <laughs> and so she was like totally puzzled. And Jackie was so embarrassed. She turned so red. She said, no, 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 no. He's fooling around. No, we're Andy and Jackie. And I <laughs> sat down and looked at her and I was like, why would you do that? Like, why? And she looked at me and she was like, do you like making my face red? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. And she was like, Nick and Elena have to come back to this church. We do not. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was great. I th <laughs> and I talked to Nick later. I was like, look, man, I apologize if I embarrassed you. He was like, no, I thought it was great. I really liked the top of thing. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and I per I purposely picked names where if somebody came up to us afterwards, they wouldn't know whether or not I was Chris or Pat. And so they would be like, oh, Chris, nice guy. I'd be like, no, 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 she's Chris. I'm Pat. You brought, put way too much thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. It would have worked out, too, if not for her meddling. I can't wait until Mark listens to this episode. I want to hear his feedback. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, this is Marvel 616 Politics. It is a comic book podcast. Can you believe it? 
<laughs> after no, 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, you can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Also, on the forums, marvel616politics.com slash forum press. Join the conversation. You can also look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Uh, it's been busy, busy, busy with uh, all the San Diego Comic-Con stuff going on, so check us out uh, hourly, if not every 10 minutes on Facebook. Uh, you can also give us a call, ask us a question, leave us a message, and we'll play it on air. Uh, 616-755-TINA. We're also on Instagram. Our Instagram name is Marvel616Politics. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Marvel616Politics. No spaces. Well, we have quite a lot. We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. You can get all your Marvel books for 40% off. That's right, 4-0. 40%. And it's fantastic. I love it. That That's all. You order, you go online, click on the left-hand side. It says pre-orders. Go down to Marvel. You can just forget about all the other stuff. You can go down to Marvel. Click on that. And bam, it gives you the price, $3.99. No! Bam! $2.39. That's correct. That is correct. You save over a dollar on each book. And if you turn around and sell the codes, well, you can get that back easily. Yeah, I I went to the... Because, you know, Storm came out today. So I went... I couldn't wait on DCBS service. Sorry, guys. So I had to get it the second the store opened. And and we get 15% off there, which is nice, but... It's not the same price that DCBS service would have given us. I have to say that I ordered it from DCB service, and then I went and got it elsewhere as well. And to be honest, the money that I spent elsewhere, I'll make that up in DCBService.com savings. And I realize I always call it DCBS service. DCBS service! DCBS service. (laughs) We are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. At, they are located at www.crpsavings.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership. Uh, they run a discount membership service for all products purchased at Office Depot. Kind of like a Sam's Club card, but you don't have to buy in bulk. So you just uh, pay $39 for a lifetime membership, buy what you want. You're ready to go. They're running a, a cool promo on school supplies. You email them and let them know your child's school supply list. They'll knock down some prices for you. It'll be bundled. They'll be convenient. It all comes to your house, and you're not going to Walmart, Target, Staples, Office Depot, and everywhere else trying to get exactly what the crazy teacher wants. Absolutely. Yeah. We are also sponsored by darren's website which is michaelwebsolutions.com darren one b. Is our, what one b yes <laughs> michael webb w-e-b solutions.com right darren is kind of our third man he helps out a lot with the technical and computer side um, and with him doing that he also has his own business and web design and seo work uh, so if you need any of that done definitely look him up at michaelwebsolutions.com. It's totally changed my life. 
Did we also, did you mention that we have a website? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we have only mentioned 17,000 things in the past two minutes. Where were you? I'm making sure we're going through all, everything. You just Marvel relax. Sixfallsix.com. That's it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, forum press, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, join me on the forums. Ugh. Which you can see through our website. Right. You yeah. don't need another another place to try and think of. Oh, hey, I have one more thing. Okay, forget <laughs> all that nonsense. The sponsors, forget all that. Everything, the Facebook page and the website, forget all that. Okay, let's concentrate here for a second, people. iTunes. Okay. Leave us some feedback and comments. We love the comments, whether they're good or bad. That's fairly true. We we don't really mind if they're bad comments. If you say, hey, they talked about foster care and God. I hate them. Five stars. I care about the rating. <laughs> You're actually helping the podcast out the most if you rate it. Because then more people, it will pop, pop up on their thing when they search for comic book podcasts and stuff like that. So if you like it, uh, give us a give us a rating, give us a review. Uh, shoot me an email and tell me that you're giving us a review. Marvel six one six politics at gmail dot com, just so we can go and read it and have some fun. Um, I tell you, Scott gave us a a raving review on Twitter. Uh, within hundred forty characters, he was like, "You need to follow these people. Trust me, you won't be sorry." So I thanks, oh. Scott. I appreciate that, man. He's a good kid. Ah, that guy. Sure, we disagree, but come on, who doesn't? Yeah, I like I like that Scott. We're he's a good friend. I'm I still think he's Dan Slot in disguise. But so you think that Scott goes back and forth on his Facebook page, like logging in as Dan and logging in as Scott? Yeah, it's not that hard. You just run two browsers, you run two different instances of browsers. You don't have to sign out and sign back in. I know. But but you know, I'm friends with Scott personally. Like I see the pictures that he posts of himself. Right. And they don't look anything like the pictures of Dan Slot. Oh, it is just a facade. He pays that other guy who calls himself Slot to do the interviews and everything. That's why he's so giggly all the time. Uh, but see, Dan, I, I mean, not Dan, <laughs> Scott. Scott, like, lives near Detroit. Right. He's, he's shown me pictures and he's talked to me about places to stay if we go up there. And I'm like. Why would you go to Detroit? Well. They're filming a movie up there right now. Is it and a disaster film? Is it a post-apocalyptic film? I don't know. No. Well, then I don't see how that has any relevance. But Well, because if Jennifer and I decide to take small parts in it, we're looking for somewhere to stay, and so this he is, was kind of giving me the this, runaround of where to go. This is great. Okay, if you decide to take small parts. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, we may. I don't know. We're still in negotiations. Well, we can say no if we want to. <laughs> Do you really want to stay in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, let's let's uh, hit some current events. Alright, my good man, current events. We have Original Sin number 6, Uncanny X-Pen number 23, and Storm number 1. You, sir, will be doing X-Men and Storm, so which <laughs> one do you want to do first? Did you just tell me what to do? I think I just... I'm pretty sure I'm not your foster kid. Well, not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> because I don't have any. 
Do you know there's so much stuff that you can't do to foster kids? Okay. Like, you can't discipline them <laughs> in pretty much any way. <laughs> well, you can't corporal punish them. And the way she explained it to me, I, I understand where she's coming from. So that makes sense. And I'm kind of nervous about that. And that's why I would want them young enough that I really wouldn't have to do that. I do spank my kids. And I think it's working. They seem to respond and, and understand and get better progressively. Well, yeah. I mean, of course you can't spank them, but, like, <clears throat> you can't take their stuff away from them. You can't um, use exercise as a form of punishment. You Go run laps. Huh? Go run laps. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, if, it's, if it's something they show up into foster care with, like, uh, you know, say their Game Boy or their cell phone, and you're like, you're grounded from your cell phone or your Game Boy, mm, can't do that. Really? You can't... You're grounded from your charger. Y- yeah. You're grounded no. from batteries. Not if they brought them. Well, it's their stuff. Like, it's ridiculous. Wow, that is pretty tough, though. See, I, I worry about that just because I understand it's for the protection of the child. I totally understand that. Sure. But I think that you are probably doing them a disservice if they have not had structure in their life and you start trying to make structure in their life in a positive way to help them grow and kind of face social situations. If you if you don't have those limits, then you're disadvantaging them further. I agree. We I, that, that, This all goes back to original sin number six. Original sin <laughs> number six. Oh, okay, you're going first. Which one are you doing? Because oh, oh. original sin, I'll, I'll go. I'll take the middle one. I'll take the oh. middle. All right, Uncanny X Men 23. All right. The last will and testament of Professor Xavier. Well, I like the cover on this. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like embossed. It's textured. <laughs> yeah, and then it wasn't. Right. It is flat. Yes. But but you know it kind of. With that cover and with the title of it, I really thought it was going to actually tell us his last will and testament. No, no, no. Uh, this is Bendis. It takes six issues to get to that. Yeah, this is going to be like uh, something spanning the Marvel Universe. and uh, It didn't really tell us anything right. at all. It was, it was Storm's team uh, that, that She-Hulk showed up with the last will and testament said, at the Jean Grey school said, Hey, Storm's team, I need everybody here to to be here to read the will and that includes cyclops they're like oh we really don't want to see him and then we show over to cyclops and he's acting like a jerk to seriously like every single person on his team he's being the hugest jerk he can be uh magneto says hey why don't you leave me alone you're not my boss like you're not my foster dad um you're not gonna tell me what to do. uh and then dazzler can find a pair of scissors but she can't find mystique that was the whole issue to me, it was it didn't do much for me. I wondered uh, what you were gonna take away from this. Oh, scissors. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> I never even saw those scissors. Oh yeah, I mean, the, Bendis is is you know setting up that she's gonna cut her hair and go goth. <gasps> oh no! Do they still have that? Uh, she's bringing it back. <laughs> she, you know, she she was disco after disco was gone. Right. So now she's gonna be goth after goth is gone. So it's kind of a shame. I, the best part of it, the whole issue for me, was kind of when Magneto told Cyclops where he could stick it. I thought that was cool. Magneto was just being hardcore in his 
his uh, solo title, and I'm glad he didn't refer, you know, revert back to Cyclops as little soldier boy. So he's he's pretty much goth too, huh? Yeah, he is. He's went black with white stripes instead of white with black stripes. Whoa, he's zebraing it up. <laughs> yeah, living on the edge. So, what do you think about this art? Yeah, the art was a little, yeah. you know, it was kind of th- it for this to be part of Xavier's Last Will and Testament. I would have thought they would have brought out a you know a big gun. Do you? I think it's so funny that they have a a credit for the cover art. Why? Because... Oh, because there's not really any art. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I chose a background and a font, and I used a keyboard. <laughs> Chris Piccolo. Well done, sir. You always find, like, the smallest things I never see. It's just weird, right? It is weird. You're right. Yeah. What did you think about the issue as a whole? I also think it's kind of strange that the assistant editor is somebody whose name starts with X. Like, that's hardcore. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I am Xander, and I'm an editor of the X-Men books. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm getting at here. Maybe his name isn't Xander, and it's Xander. Xander. Professor yeah. Xavier. Could be. Yeah, maybe. Or Xander. Like Alexander? Yeah, but Alexander. Mm. Like almost like. Do egg. you think? Okay, I would have to look this guy up and see if like he went by Alexander on when he was on a different title. <laughs> Who cares? I, I do because it'd be <laughs> like, well, now that I'm on an X Men book, I've waited my whole life to shorten my name to Xander. What in the world? It sounds like he's swallowing Alexander. All right, besides the editor and the artwork of the cover that's not existent. Okay, all right, think? all right. This artist, I think it's the same artist as on uh, She-Hulk, and it fits the tone of the She-Hulk book, but this art made me totally, and actually the lettering too, made me wonder if this was even a Bendis book. It was very strange. It doesn't look like it fits at all. For an uncanny, like, uh, headlining title. Well, I think, isn't Chris Piccolo doing the next issue? I don't, because he can't do too many at a time. <laughs> I can't do too many at a time. I, who's your favorite of, of, on this team? On Cyclops' team? Yeah. Don't you like this book? This is your book, right? No. No, I haven't liked this book since it restarted. I thought you didn't like all new. I like. I don't really care for. All, I like all new much much better than I like Uncanny. Okay. Because right. Uncanny is like Cyclops, Emma, Magic, and a bunch of new characters that aren't being developed. All wear the same outfit, and I don't really care about. <laughs> Always. You know? Yeah. Magneto was like the most interesting person on this team, and probably Magic is next. Who was the first? Magneto. Oh yes. Yeah. He's yeah. interesting. Send him away. <laughs> well, I think that Bendis really didn't have a choice with that because they were like, oh, we're going to do solo titles. Magneto is ripe for one. And it's awesome. Oh, you like it? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you liked with Colin, Colin Bunn's stuff. It's pretty gritty and it takes a like a, a dark turn, but like at the edge is supernatural, you know? But it makes sense for where Magneto is in life. Definitely. Like it all fits perfectly. It's it's a it's one of my fa- top five favorite titles so far. Wow. Um, do you like any of the new people on this team? 
No, I really don't even know their names. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the problem. I mean, we know Hope and ID, but I don't know any of the other five lights of the Generation Hope people. Well, no, that, that's that, they're at the Jean Grey school. I know, but what I'm saying is, on either side, we don't know the new the new up and coming teams, and I think, well, I guess we know the Jason Aaron team, like Eye Boy and Shark Girl, and yeah, we know a lot of the kids at the Jean Grey school, but these guys, they just do. He's like, I'm the guy that can talk to cars. I'm the girl that can stop time in a bubble. But you don't really get to know them outside of that stuff. I, I shoot gold balls. <laughs> what? Right. So you don't have a favorite of one of one of them? No, I just like saying gold balls. Okay. Like, they're like, hmm, what power could we do? We'll have him make you know balls of gold and he'll just shoot them at people. Go with it. You know? <laughs> Said no one ever. He's like... Okay, wait. Now hear me out. Gold, wait for it. <laughs> Balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, eh. It's just, I feel like a lot of this title's been phoned in. But, but this one sells better than the other X-Men titles. Better than all new? Yeah. This one is the best-selling X-Men title out right now. No. I know, right? <clears throat> no. Who's your, do you have a favorite of the, the kids? I like this chick that stops time. What's her name? Ms. Bell. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know well, her. And there's something they're alluding to about her getting older when she wakes up. Yes. So she'll probably die. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll talk about that later, but everything's going to die. Sadness. Oh, no. What do you think about this guy who was like in the scroll thing? This just t- didn't feel like an X-Men book. It felt like two different books. Yeah, it throws you. You're like you're you're expecting the testament of of Xavier, and then you get this interesting art. But then there's this scrawl storyline, and we have to introduce who She-Hulk is. And then oh hey, I'm getting older when I wake up, and Magneto comes back and quits. And then we're gonna go search for Mystique, but never find her. And oh, scissors in the bathroom. It's like the it's like ADD book. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's not progressing anything. It's just kind of touching on all these little parts. And and you're right, the scrawl thing just was out of left field. Now, that was during Secret Invasion, though. You got that, right? Yeah, I did get that. Okay, all right. Because I had to look back at it and be like, wait a minute, the scrolls are invading again? It's too soon! And I was like, oh, right, 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 last year. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I was not impressed with this book. I was expecting a whole lot more, and the art was just so off-putting for this title if this was in a secret avengers or hawkeye or she hulk or dupe or whatever (laughs) that art i could take it but this is your uncanny x-men no 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 no. you need koipel or dotson or i would even take ramita oh he's at dc now oh oh but this is, you know, they were probably like, who's uh, who's drawing She-Hulk? And get him on this book. It's basically She-Hulk's book. <laughs> like, okay. I've always wanted to draw this newfangled beast with with swimsuit on. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I, I wasn't impressed with this. I want to know what the, the will says, but, I mean, it could be my collection of wigs to beast, you know? Mm, yeah, probably not. But, right. but I, yeah, I think it's probably going to have to do with 
um, Mystique and him having a kid. Oh, that makes sense. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. And who would that be? What's his name? Um, you weren't supposed to ask me that. You were just supposed to say, yes, you are correct. I forget what his name is. Ray, Raz, Ray's, right, Ray's. No, that's Mystique and Wolverine's kid. Oh, oh, it's little, little Charlie Xavier then, isn't it? Isn't that his name? Is that Mystique's kid? Mystique and Professor X, right? Man, she's just having kids with everybody. Or what? Oh my gosh, you're going to have to edit, edit this out. We're going to sound like morons. Moron! You moron! <laughs> okay, we're going to skip that part then if we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know where Scott Summers is? All right, so. <clears throat> Original Sin number six. We start out with this girl called Exterminatrix and Dr. Midas in the middle of the ocean and they killed a bunch of people to get there, and they're raising their spaceship, and they want to go into space. Um, <clears throat> then we actually are in space on a satellite where Nick Fury is holding his and his life model decoy's head, and he's talking to all these people, and basically it's just an info dump saying that he and the Watcher had a unique situation where the Watcher saw everything he did to protect humanity. And, <clears throat> pardon me, and... Um, Eventually, the Watcher showed up a few weeks ago when Nick was not that old and was watching him. And so Nick knew that he was going to die because, I mean, this seems pretty arrogant, but he's such an important person. Yeah. <laughs> so we still don't know who killed the Watcher and people repeatedly ask him, but he never repeatedly asked Nick, but he never actually gets to answer it. And he tells them that he is looking for a successor, somebody to take his place, somebody to do the dirty work, kind of. And he says that each of them were picked to be there because each of them can handle it. And the only one he didn't uh, think would show up would be Rocket Raccoon. So uh, the other ones are there on purpose. Which makes sense when you start to look at everybody who's who's there. Even even Doctor Strange, I would think. So then we shoot back to Iron Man, Black Widow, Wolverine, and Captain America looking at the life model decoy. And it self-destructs. And then he says, okay, we're going to space. And so they're on their way to space. And we find out that uh, Nick can't get the Watcher's eye to give up the secrets. He turns on everybody. Um, who he's talking to just so he has a chance to suit up or escape. And so a bunch of life model decoys are fighting Ant-Man and Rocket Raccoon, Stephen, Stephen Strange and Black Panther, Gamora, um, Moon Knight, and the Punisher. Did I miss anyone? Is there somebody else? Oh, Emma Frost. Um, and so a fight ensues. Nick Fury leaves and he's got the orb being tor tortured and he says, you know, how did you get him to see? And he said, the eye likes me. And he says, I want, I want to know all the Watcher's secrets. And we still don't know why he wants to know all the Watcher's secrets. And we still don't know if he's just trying to see if the Watcher saw something that he did or if the Watcher knows something that Nick Fury needs to know. Um, and so he kind of beats up on the orb a little bit, gives him a, uh, red eye syndrome or black eye if you will pink eye oh gross and then um so he he we find that he has the other eye and uh as soon as the all the life model decoys are 
taken out. They try to go in after him. But right then, the other Avengers arrive with cool spacesuits, which would be Falcon and Spider-Man and Luke Cage all have cool spacesuits. And um, so he's telling the life model decoys, tell Nick Fury we're here. Nick Fury opens the door, holding both eyes with <laughs> the sockets and the eye stems wrapped around like he's going to swing them around like a bunch of nunchucks. Yeah. And he says, all my eyes are open. And he's this cool cable suit, basically. He looks like cable. Yeah. But he uh, looks older and older and older. And you know what? Aaron Chappelle, he texted me out of the blue, and he told me the reason why Nick Fury's old is because the Infinity Formula ran out during the crossover, uh, what was it called? Battle Scars. Battle Scars, yeah. I also got that message. <laughs> From Aaron? Yes, I was humbled. Oh, <laughs> So, apparently, but see, I checked out of that miniseries, so that's a shame. I read the first two, and I was like, holy cow. So, I kind of just skimmed the rest of them, and at the end found out that, you know, Nick Fury Jr. is uh, his his illegitimate black son, so. Good so, times. what'd you think, man? Oh, uh, it was boring. It was boring? I thought the, this issue and the last issue were just kind of, eh. Like, I just don't see very much progression happening well, with within the past two issues that's true well this whole thing as the watcher's been shot they get the eyes and they find out that nick fury is old and that is all that's happened in six issues yeah yeah and i mean this issue dr midas i mean dr midas gets on a ship and goes to the moon the space heroes talk to fury but he won't tell him anything and says you can just fight all my life model decoys i'm gonna go put my cable suit on like that's exactly what happened the whole issue did you write that? Did you just read that? Did you have that no. written down? No, I did not. I did not have that written down. <clears throat> that was amazing. I, I mean, I was the editor in chief of my school newspaper. That's pretty good, man, <laughs> Perry White. But like the, you know, Doctor Midas, he he turns the water into gold. Wouldn't that sink? Wouldn't he have sunk? <laughs> not if it displaces less than it weighs or more than it weighs. I don't know. Yeah, he would have sunk. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that was the most interesting thing of the whole issue. for. And when he turned the shark into gold, that was cool. Well, the art on this is fantastic. Yeah, it's very gritty. It goes with it. Just tell me something. Don't make me spend three ninety nine for two issues of nothing. I don't know. You, you seem like you liked it a lot more than I did. Wait, when did he turn a shark to... Oh, that's what that is. Oh. Okay. Trust me. No, I see it now. I didn't know what that was. No, so, that would that would definitely sink. So yeah, did you did you enjoy this more than I did? <clears throat> um, I did probably because of the art. Because I thought, oh man, this is fantastic, and I I really like Diodato's stuff, and um, you know, I I just figured. We already knew all of this, but I really liked the art, and that kind of overshadowed everything. I mean, this wasn't as good of a... Because, I mean, in issue four, I think that's when you had the the head cut off. Or issue three, and then issue four, old Nick Fury shows up. So you had some better reveals than this, you know? And Jason Aaron's storytelling, his each, each issue is kind of the same... Um, kind of the same structure. 
So at the end, it's like, oh, one-page splash of something being revealed, you know? But what was the revelation in this? <clears throat> oh, it was just that he was ready to fight them. <laughs> and that's why I think I was kind of let down. Right. No, I, I, I believe you. On the last page, like, maybe I was missing something. Should I recognize this suit? Is there something in the background? But no. I think it'd be awesome if it if it turns out that somehow Nick Fury's cable. <laughs> I don't think that would make any sense. No, that wouldn't. But it'd be awesome if they could figure out a way to do it. Well, they could just say it is and just deal with it, jerks. Buy our stuff. Hey, Nick Fury's black now. Deal with it. There we go. See, it oh, happens a every, all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, I just I want this to go somewhere. We've got two more issues. Uh, I want this to count. I want this to be meaningful. I have you been reading any of the backup stories, Thor and uh, or Hulk versus Iron Man? The Hulk versus Iron Man and the Thor one. The okay. other ones I picked up and they were just bleh. I don't think there are other ones. Oh, original sins. Yeah, yeah, original those are not that good. Those is are not awful. Good. And then the tie, like the Deadpool tie-in, is awful. Oh, you read that? I tried the first one because it had Dazzler in it. I like Dazzler a lot. Yeah, no, that's terrible. It was terrible. Um, the I could not get through the Iron Man Hulk one. It's just so bad. <laughs> What's so bad about it? I don't know, man. But it, like, just not interested at all. Like, Iron Man vs. Hulk. Oh, Iron Man had something to do with the bomb going off. Story told. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and done. But see, at least with the Tenth Realm, you can be like, I'm starting to understand that they're incorporating the Image Universe as the Tenth Realm, or wherever Angela's from. And so... I would like an explanation of that. There's supposed to be a big image announcement at Comic-Con this weekend. So when you said that, I was like, hmm, would Marvel and D Disney be big enough to purchase image? First of all, they are definitely big enough. But that would be terrible. Why would they do that? Yeah, I don't think they would, but... Just the set, like I just came up with this the second you said that. Like, hmm, interesting. No, that doesn't make any sense. That they, because they have their own. I mean, they would be buying the name, and that's it. And so they would be trying to incorporate a lot more uh, freelance stuff like Vertigo. Like they have Icon, and DC has Vertigo, and they're basically the same thing as Image. So yeah. why not just develop what they already have unless they're looking to buy the name or looking to buy them and shut them down? Well, Fox last week tried to buy uh, Time Warner. Fox did? Yeah, for $85 billion. Ooh. They said no because people were like, if that happens, then Fox would own the X-Men movie rights, Fantastic Four movie rights, and the Justice League movie rights. <laughs> Oh, wow. So was, they said, you know, there would be so many legal things, but they said technically they pro they might be able to get away with like a Justice League versus X-Men movie. Oh, that'd be terrible. That'd be I terrible. Know, way before a Marvel, like, <laughs> proper movie. Wow. That'd be sad. Way to really kill something. Okay. 
let's go with the best book probably of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. Oh my gosh, my 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 level of excitement is was finally completed today. I've been counting down and some other storm people on another forum and uh, promoting on the page and just so excited. You know, it's been 22 years in the making. I've been waiting for this. She's had four limited series since. Never an ongoing and finally Storm's ongoing debuted today. Yeah, hopefully it won't, you know, be canceled at six. It won't be canceled at six. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, Storm number one came out. uh, Initially, with some of the preview artwork, I wasn't big on it. But as I read through the the issue, it grew on me and it made sense and it kind of fit, I think, with the tone of the book. Um, I typically like a brighter color palette, but these these deep colors in the book, they worked. It it just it made sense with her her environment that she was around. Uh, I thought the story was great. It kind of came off like it was a one shot, but yet it still laid groundwork for the upcoming events and the next couple of issues that are going to take place. That Storm can kind of be a free agent and explore all over places. It you know it ended with you know wherever this guy this guy took me this time, what's going to take me next? Um, I like how Storm wasn't perfect. She didn't always do what people thought thought was right, um, but she believes, but but she does what she believes is going to be right. Um, she she just doesn't listen to everybody else's opinions on what they think. She does exactly what she believes is the right thing to do. Uh, she admits her weaknesses. She tries to become better for them. I loved how Pac displayed the varied uses of her powers, uh, like the, the multiple tornadoes to take down the tsunami, uh, heating up the air uh, around Beast because she was upset. Um, he also made her a physical threat. Uh, when, she, when she physically attacked um, one of the people trying to take over the land, uh, which was cool because she's she's a great physical fighter. She's been trained by Wolverine her, herself, but she's not always shown that kind of thing. Uh, I, I like the supporting cast too. It had a couple of, you know, it had Beast was her main supporting cast, um, along with a new character Creep that goes to the Jean Grey school, and then we saw a couple kids from the Jean Grey school. But it didn't feel like it was, oh, this is Storm and the X Men or. Or Storm is just a part of all this stuff. It, it really did, to me, read like a solo, solo title with some supporting characters. So I was very, very pleased with it. How about I'm, you? <clears throat> I'm very happy that you were pleased with this book. <laughs> I, would, I, I would hate for it to be... Um, I would hate for you to be disappointed after all this time. Um, <laughs> this is... This is not what I expected at all. And first and foremost, I think that Pac is a great writer. Um, but you know, his Marvel subject matter, I've said this before is just, he was handed a dog. I mean, he was on her, uh, Hulk for a long time and he did great planet Hulk world War Hulk needed some help. Um, but then incredible Hercules was terrible. And it's and it's not because he wrote it poorly. It's just because you know no one no one cared about Hercules. No one cared about the the supporting cast. Well, in this book, he 
does a fantastic job. Yay! Uh, yeah, he it really he really did um, of understanding the character and like you said, uh, displaying her powers, displaying her mental, physical, and emotional state, um, looking at her responsibilities, readjusting her mindset after um, she contemplates clearly. There's some inner conflict there about going and joining the X-Men versus being where she thinks she needs to be and helping what she would think are her people. There's also an overt conflict about, you know, mutants versus the government or the indigenous life. I thought it was very interesting correlations to Haiti, actually, because when it talks about building the resort and everything after a disaster area, so, who went ahead and built a resort in northern Haiti after the disaster, after everybody moved out? <clears throat> the Clintons, so... I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. They raised all this money in the Bush-Clinton Foundation, uh, <laughs> which somehow did not get delivered to the people of Haiti. What? Yep, yep. They pledged a certain amount, and they, I think they gave about a tenth of it. And then they went ahead, and the Clintons um, built a hotel resort in northern Haiti. While the southern part of Haiti are were living in tents, eating dirt, and the UN gave them cholera. There's a cholera epidemic, and so they're pooping their guts out and dying. And so anyway, not to get too political... <clears throat> but yeah, those I, are the facts. I had no... We'll have to talk later. I had no idea. Yeah. So this was very reminiscent of that. You know, a village that would have been struck by a natural disaster. And then they come in and they just say, Oh, well, we don't even represent the government. We represent private interests and we're going to force you to be this way. And yeah, we can take care of people. But really, they're not even taking care of people. Uh, just selfish. And so it made me think like... She is a superhero for the little guy, you know? And then kind of like when Creep confronted her and said, you're a sellout. You know, like you're not, you're trying to teach kids and indoctrinate kids. She's like, we're not trying to indoctrinate. We're trying to give you the tools so you can function in today's society. It kind of brought it back to you thinking that this is today's society. This one society is the society. That's selling out. Like, you don't know where our background is, and and you've lost sight of your background. And so I know that this book can't necessarily keep Storm in that, and I I think that it would be more like a Black Panther book, where in and of itself, it'd be awesome. He has some villains down there in Wakanda, but the readership doesn't care. They would lose interest first. So you can't really stay down there. So she's not going to stay necessarily here. But at the same time, it shows her roots and it shows what she's about and who, what type of person she, she will fight. So I really appreciated that and enjoyed that. I thought the art was great. This really reminded me. Remember before um, Cable became Soldier X mm-hmm. with Igor or Igor Kor- Korgoff? Or Cordy. Cordy. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of that book. Oh, I can stand that. <laughs> I, I know, I know you couldn't. That's why I was kind of nervous about what you would think of this. 
but I liked it. And I liked how Pac um, brought back some of the older characters from, you know, the kids you see. Um, I, are you sure we haven't seen Creep before? I don't remember seeing her before. I'm okay. pretty sure she was new. Okay. Well, we see a couple of the lights and we see the jelly man and stuff like that. And, um, oh, I forget these two characters' names. Anyway, we see Idy. I thought it was good, man. I hope it stays good. I know right now uh, Greg Pak is writing Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Okay. For Dynamite or Boom? I think Dynamite. And that's been really, really good also. So I hope that he can kind of do his world building um, and kind of set up a whole world for Storm. It looks like next issue has to do with the Morlocks, correct? Yeah, next issue two is going to be um, meeting up with Kalisto. Issue three is going to be meeting up with Forge. So it seems like like he's kind of hitting on all these key people in Storm's life. So issue. when do you think he's going to hit the, the Shadow King? I wouldn't be surprised about Shadow King. He's also hinted about um, Black Panther. Interesting. So. We'll see. Greg Pak has every interview that I've read. He said he's always been a huge fan. Storm's always been his favorite, if not one of his favorite characters since he was a little kid. And he has wanted to write this series forever. So it yeah. seems cool. Like it, it seems like he's a fan. And he's not just I mean, like somebody like Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis is always commended for his excellent writing. But Warren isn't really a fan of many characters. So he'll come onto a book, he'll tell his six issues, and then he'll leave. Because like, he just has a story, you know? Like Moon Knight? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, uh, like Moon Knight, like Astonishing X-Men. Like Ghost Boxes, Xenogenesis? Yeah, like, that's just... And, but there's nothing wrong... He did that with X-Force. That's just how he writes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I prefer having somebody that, you know, is going to nerd out over Storm write her issue, you know? Um... It seems like he had this book has a lot of heart. Yeah, you could definitely feel that. Yeah, and I appreciate that as a reader, you know, somebody who's not just throwing something on the page to make a deadline, but somebody who seems to be invested in trying to tell a, a moral or getting a point across. That that's the kind of book I I like. And and I think regardless of who the character was of Storm, you know, if we would have replaced it with somebody else, it would have I think it still would have worked. Because I'm, I'm, the majority of the solo books that Marvel has released lately, with the exception of maybe two, have been really spot on, and they fit with the character and what's going on, and they make me want to read the next issue. And I feel like this one really fits in with those books too. Yeah, I agree. Except for Nightcrawler. Oh, see, I just that—that's him. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm I was thinking teasing. more so like. <clears throat> You know, Rocket Raccoon, I have, oh. I struggled with in issue one. and um, You read that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sold 300,000 copies. It's, it was huge. It was a terrible book. It was. It was It was awful. It was, it was pretty bad. That one, and really, you know, Cyclops, I'm kind of having a hard time getting into. Yep, me too. But the other, I mean, Magneto, Elektra, Storm, um... I've really enjoyed these books. Um, had, did you read Deadpool vs. X-Force? Yes, that was so bad. It was pretty bad, right? 
but but I wanted to love it. I kept trying, and it just didn't get better. Uh, Right, I know. I read it. I kind of like halfway through, I started skimming, and I was like, "There's no way that Jared will like this. He can't. He can't." And you know me. If it's got, if it's an X Men team, I'm gonna buy it and trade and and you know just love the heck out of it, especially if it's like '90s X Men stuff. But that was just drudgery. Are you reading X Force? No. Oh, that's awful, man. Oh, I picked up. I, I skipped like issues four and five and six, maybe. So I guess I picked up either six or seven. The one with the sharks where he throws cable. Yep. Like this, it didn't get any better. Nope. I thought maybe it was just a rough first arc. This is awful. Apparently now he's dying every issue or every night. Yeah. Ugh. And and Marrow had a baby and and there's some real dogs, man. Real dogs on 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 the on oh. the docket. There's some gems, but there's there's hardly anything in between. It's just sad. Yeah, there there aren't a lot of middle grounders. So. Anyway, all right, cool. I'm glad you like this, man. I hope... Uh... I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I and I'm actually going to have Jennifer read it tonight or tomorrow because I think when Marvel's looking for these jumping-on titles, that this would be a title that you could jump on because you don't need a ton of extra background knowledge. Right. Whereas right. Nightcrawler would not be a jump-on title. Well, especially with Claremont writing it. Especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these these issue number or like even Cyclops. Like, oh wait, he's a kid. Oh, he's from the past, and he's in the future. Like, this is there's a different Cyclops. Right. That's kind of a hard thing to jump onto. But, but Storm and and um, Punisher, Electra. Yeah, I think probably even Magneto too. Sure. Yeah. You could just see a Ma- the X Men movie and pick up Magneto and understand what's going on. Yeah. So. All good right. Well, job, cool. Marvel. What'd you say? Good job, Marvel. You're going to get my wife to read a comic book. Good on you. <laughs> Other than Hawkeye number one. Oh, yeah. Her and Jackie read that, didn't they? Yeah, yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to some State of the Union. The State of Our Union. This is the part of the show where Jared informs Andy of everything that's going on that Andy missed. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Andy needs to stay up with the Facebook page. It's, it's true. And <laughs> hey, look, I looked at it two or three days ago for the first time in a long time. And I was very interested. And that's, I think I texted you. I was like, what's going on? This is crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> so lay it on me, man. Where do you want to start? Um, let's, let's, um, let's look at the movie news. All right. We, uh, last week Marvel announced a hundred thousand dates of new upcoming movies. Uh, they haven't announced the titles, but they've ta- they've already went ahead and let everybody know these are the dates when they have Marvel movies coming out. And right before you and I started recording, they tweeted another date. So they've since added another movie. Um, so in 2015, we're going to have two Marvel movies. 2016, two Marvel movies. But then after that, they're ramping up to three Marvel movies a year. What? That's great. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Three of them in 2017, three in 2018. Only one has been announced so far for 2019. But 
I mean, that's five years away. That that's okay. Wow, dude. So I love got... I love that they're planning this far ahead and they're planning you know basically one giant story. Yes, they've got they know where they're going. There's a direction. They're not throwing stuff against the wall and then like oh I guess we'll go with this you know. I think that originally they did do some of that. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of how Iron Man and Hulk happened. Right. Same yes. Time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, oh, maybe we'll switch this now and change this. And maybe we, because when they made Iron Man, here's the cool thing. People don't, all, not everybody knows this. When they made Iron Man, they didn't have the rights to Captain America and the Avengers. Oh. So there was, there was thoughts in the heads to, you know, we'd love to get Hulk and Iron Man and Thor and Cap together. But we don't have the rights, so we'll see how this works. You well, know? who had them? Um, they had sold their properties to multiple different houses, um, and there were supposed to be ten Marvel movies made, like a Cloak and Dagger movie, Iron Fist movie, Captain America, Vision, uh, Dazzler at one time. They were all together. I think it was New Line. I want to say it's New Line Cinema. They purchased all these rights for super cheap, and they were going to have like budgets of around $8 million each. They were going to be super little, and they were just going to throw like ten comic book movies at us all at once. And you know, thankfully, that didn't get off the ground, and the rights were able to go back to Marvel, or we wouldn't be talking about this now. Huh. So yeah, I mean, from we have eleven Marvel movies coming out in the next five years. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm that's looking just, forward to it. And those are just the Marvel. I mean, those are the ones that everyone loves the most. That still doesn't take into account the Spider-Man, X-Men, or Fantastic Four movies. Right. Cool. Very cool. Yes. I'm All right. Johnson. Do we have any titles for those or no? Well, we've got Avengers 2 on May 1st, 2015. And Ant-Man is uh, July 17th of that year as well. Then we have Captain America 3 is May 6th, 2016. And Doctor Strange is July 8th, 2016. Um, so the other seven movies... We don't have the other seven dates. We don't have movie titles for, but we know that Thor three has a green light, and um, that Yost is writing it. Uh, Yost and uh, Craig Kyle they're writing that together. So you know that's going to be like probably one of the best movies ever. Good. Um, and we can assume there's going to be an Avengers three in there, and um, surprisingly, Iron, uh, Robert Downey Jr. did an interview yesterday saying that he wouldn't say no to possibly doing an Iron Man 4 and beyond. Wow. Yeah, he said it's kind of his character. It's kind of like you know Johnny Depp is with Pirates of the Caribbean. You could get somebody else to play it, but he's made it his own. He's kind of taken so much ownership with it, he doesn't really want someone else playing Iron Man. Interesting, so and here I, I thought that he was... Maybe he's just holding out for more money. Who knows? I think he was. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, and, and that doesn't take into account, you know, a possibility of another Hulk movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There are these rumors, you know, of the Inhumans movie, a Black Panther movie. And and this and also, this is all on top of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV, Agent Carter on TV, and the Netflix Marvel shows, which is going to be 65 episodes. Yep, looking forward to it. It's like, now is a good, if you want to see your comic book characters to come to life, now is the time to be alive. <laughs> no, it should be awesome. I just, I think my biggest fear is if they 
like let's say we hear that Robert Downey Jr. signs on again, like, and then Marvel said, well, we were going to make Arno the new Iron Man, but now we can't do that. Like, not that that would be a bad one, but like things like that where they try to make it jive with the the cinematic you. Mm. No, I definitely, I hear that. I definitely do, because we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, but... Okay, um, are we done with movie news? Yeah, I'm just pumped. I mean, Andy, when we were in in grade school and you were watching Spider-Man and I was watching X-Men, we just never could have imagined something like this. No, that's true. I never did. I mean, the closest I came was like the live-action 70s that had like three episodes or whatever of the Sp- Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I thought like, wow, this is cool. Why didn't they make more? But then watching it, now it's like oh my goodness gracious but you know i've i've felt so stupid because over at nick and elena's jackie's brother-in-law's house we started talking about the second spider-man movie and i started tearing up just talking about how sad it was (laughs) and i was just like oh my goodness what a what a sap but it just was like you know first of all seeing your favorite characters come to life seeing them on the screen, being able to relate with them that much closer, that much more, and then, like, feeling their heartache, and, ah, oh, it's just, it was terrible. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, because the new, that May 4th, 2018 date that they announced today as taking was originally supposed to be Spider-Man 4, Amazing Spider-Man 4, but Sony has bumped the Spider-Man movies back, and so rumor has it that, Spider-Man 3 is going to be produced with Sony and Marvel together. And so they came to an agreement that, yeah, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man movies have not done what we thought they should do. We're going to push everything back, give Marvel this date, and it not kind of create that tension that they have with Fox. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on the explanation of the Avengers taking a leap forward in the comics. Yeah, what? Go ahead. Okay, so I had to read an article to fully grasp what was what was going on here, and it was uh, it was all comic book resources, and it was Tom Brevort. Um, <clears throat> if for those of you who haven't read the article, it just basically says in September, the Avengers and New Avengers will leap ahead eight months. Okay, so what that means is. They didn't time travel. We are actually looking at the Marvel Universe in April 2015. Just in those two titles. And then the rest of the eight months, all the other titles will catch up to where Avengers was. So, like, you may see new characters in Avengers and new Avengers. Or you may, like, everybody, old characters may be in a different place. But it's not a time jump, necessarily. We're just ahead in that title eight months. And so if you see Spider-Man, you know, wearing a different costume or whatever, within those eight months on the Spider-Man title, you'll actually see why he's in a different costume. Um, If, you know, it's a different Captain America, then you'll actually see who takes up the mantle within the next eight months in Captain America title. Okay. Did, Did you know that? Did that make sense? It made sense, yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that. I thought, like, it it didn't make sense to me because the time jumps that are going on now in the book, they're, like, 
40,000 years in the future. <laughs> and I was like, so what? They jumped eight months. I mean, you know, like, did they jump and then jump back and now they can't get back? But no, we're actually going to be seeing the new team or, or the team as it is then. So are you more okay with that? Um, It really depends what's going to be shown. Like, I think it's a cool idea because you'll read something and be like, huh, I don't like that or I do like that. I wonder how they got there, which will keep my interest for the other books with the end goal in mind. I'll be like, well, I know where they ended up, so I want to see how they got there. So that's kind of cool. But I'm very – if you're going to do this, you have to show differences for it to make an impact. I'd rather do eight months of good story instead of eight months and of and then a giant difference. So I'm very hesitant on what the difference is going to be. I don't want a whole lot of difference. I just want good story. So it it makes me it gives me pause. Good explanation. Yes. All right. Lay it on me. The rest of the Marvel news. What is going on with our heroes? Um, we've got Thor becoming a female. Pretty exciting. Okay. Um, All right. So you can you can do this one of two ways. You can list through the headlines and then go back and explain them, or you can touch on each one and explain it to me. Okay. Thank you again, Foster Dad, for letting me know what I'm allowed to do. Uh, I can't discipline you, so this is this is me t- disciplining, right. telling you how how to. Have some structure in your life. <laughs> Very good comeback. Uh, you've been hanging out with me too much. Uh, uh, the list, I've got four major things for the Marvel heroes. Thor becoming a female. Falcon taking over Captain America. Superior Iron Man. And Hulk becoming smart. What do you think, man? Did you want... Did Have you read about these four things? No. I knew about Thor becoming a girl because somebody asked me about it. Is it because it was on The View and you watched The View? Um, No. I don't really know what that is. Is that the one that everybody got fired? Yeah, that and, Barbara, the Barbara Walters panel in the morning. Where, where Whoopi Goldberg said a very racist comment, but nobody called her on it? Oh, yes, yes. That happens often. Okay, all right. And where Jer- where they talk about um, women standing united together, not trying to break each other apart as long as you believe like them. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'm really missing a great show. Well, I just thought maybe that's how you knew what was going on. This is how you watched it. This is, this is why I read comics, to escape that <laughs> crap. If well, I'm I- going to live in a fictional world, I'd rather it be with superheroes instead of... <laughs> People who think the world is one way and then fictionalize it and try to tell other people their hallucination. Well, and I thought it was kind of weird that they chose The View to announce it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Isn't that the second time that they've announced something on The View? Uh, What would be the first time? I don't know. That's why I was asking you. It just, I mean... Middle-aged women aren't typically comic book readers, and that's the audience that they chose to announce Thor becoming a woman. Didn't they do um, the the marriage of uh, Northstar on the View? Uh, 
on it sounds, the it sounds like you're in traffic, man. What happened? Are there cars coming? Are they hitting you? No, I'm sorry. I had to move upstairs. <laughs> okay. I got kicked out of downstairs. Because she wants to watch The View? Uh, no. She wanted to eat nachos. <laughs> Listen, I need my nachos stat. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Sorry, I had to plug in the computer. <laughs> filling time. Okay, so didn't they announce the North Star wedding on The View? I don't know. I don't remember them doing that. Okay. All right. They also announced something on the Colbert Report, didn't they? That's where the Falcon... Uh, the Falcon announcement came from. Why, why would they choose these venues? I can under. I guess I can understand the Colbert Report. It's, you know, it's kind of. It's somewhat edgy. It's got a younger, skewed audience, more male than female. Um, they do a lot with pop culture. I can kind of get that one, um, but with the view, just like, I don't know, partly pandering to diversity. I think. Oh, we're going to make Thor a woman. We'll announce it on an all-woman show. And they'll say how wonderful it is. <laughs> and so, Disney okay. owns it. So. How, how is Thor becoming a woman? Um, well, we're not quite sure. We know that Thor is going to be deemed unworthy by Odin. Um, so after... Odin's, Odin's coming back, then, apparently. Yeah. And it's supposedly going to happen during this whole thing of original sin with with uh with angela so you might want to keep reading that okay and it's going to be someone that we've seen before but it's supposedly not going to be angela could it be valkyrie it 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 could be she does have blonde hair huh um but but the thing is we just uh we just found out today or yesterday we got a cover of axis one of the axis issues and it had a blackened out character, and we were able to get a copy of it of the cover not blackened out, and it's a picture of Thor. Um, instead of wielding his hammer, Mjolnir, he's he's wielding Jarnbjorn, the hammer Yarn, that he has. Jarnbjorn. Jarnbjorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he has in Uncanny Avengers. Okay. So he's still going to be around. He's just going to be a different level. They're calling him the unworthy Thor. Oh. And so is he going to have his own title, or is Jason Aaron just writing the, the girl Thor? Right now we just know about girl Thor. Huh. Interesting. So we'll see. Okay, so now let's move to Captain America. We got Falcon become Captain America because the super soldier serum was neutralized and sucked out of Steve. So Steve chose Falcon, Falcon to take the mantle of Captain America. Are you keeping up on this whole jet rape thing by Falcon? Have you heard about this? Yes, and it was just it was <clears throat> it was written by somebody who hadn't even read the issue, didn't know what was going on, and obviously can't read. <laughs> okay. All right. And but, done. So you know about it as well then. I heard about it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is read the issue and oh, <laughs> it's okay. Like it's not a it's, it's not, not okay, like, but it's not It's a not rape. Crime. Yeah, it's not statutory rape. Right. It seems not. pretty obvious that it's not. Yeah, when she's like, I'm 23. So stupid. Okay, anyway, go on. So, yeah. okay, so he picks Falcon, and 
So, see, that just seems like when Brubaker did it with Bucky, it made so much more sense and it was so much more meaningful. But now it's kind of like, uh, you, 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 you're close. We're, we've been friends. Yeah, even just uh, him losing the the super soldier serum. Like, there was there nothing else that could be written about. Yeah, it did he use he? I was reading that man when he was the art was okay, but the iron nail storyline isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah, it was just so weird. All of a sudden, I mean, it was definitely a remender title, but like. You know, this battle station all of a sudden transforms into this giant mech robot, and then it, they have to neutralize it. And uh, But hasn't it been like that since Remender's had the title? Yes, indeed. Yep. I mean, just from issue one, Dimension Z, and he was there for 15 years or something, 15 or 20 years or whatever, and it's just, no. <laughs> no. Grumpy Cat says no. Okay, what about uh, Iron Man, Superior Iron Man? All right, Superior Iron Man is going to... Um, what's going to happen is this is going to take place after the Axis event, which we still don't know a whole lot about. Um, and to- after the Axis event, Tony's going to kind of surrender to the mad scientist part of himself. Um, he's going to move to San Francisco and release a mobile app of extremists to those in San Francisco that promises beauty, perfection... And possibly immortality. What? And this is going to cause him to come into conflict with San Francisco's resident hero right now and Daredevil. This sounds terrible. <laughs> Have you seen the, the art? No. He kind of looks like Tron. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so it's still going to be Tony Stark? That's what they said. They said it's going to be Tony Stark, but there's... An awful lot of rumors and and talk going around about his brother being involved in this. Yeah. Well, you know, he hasn't... I I don't think this month I saw Iron Man on the solicitations either, right? Yeah, because it's going to be Superior Iron Man. Wow. And who's writing it? Karen Gillan? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Okay. This, Yeah. yeah, so far I'm not liking it. You're switching out the top three characters, except, well, I mean, I guess you're keeping Tony Stark. I just assumed Arno was going to take over, because eventually he does. And, you know, because he's the, what, 2099 or the 2130? What Iron Man is that? Yeah, it's not the 2099. It's 2020. Okay, the tw- okay well, that's right around the corner. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Arno does play a large part in this and possibly becomes it. That's what a lot of people are talking. A lot of people are saying, this is what they're saying. This isn't what Jared is saying or M6P or Andy or Darren or anything like that. This is just what has been thrown out there is that Arno is going to be homosexual and take over the, the Iron Man armor and be in San Francisco. What does him being a homosexual have to do with anything? Well, the thinking is that Marvel is going for diversity for diversity's sake. Thor's a girl, Captain America's black, Iron Man's gay. Oh, I see it. And then Bruce Banner's smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're really alienating every reader that they can. <laughs> wow. And, and like I said, that's just what I'm just presenting. I'm presenting the facts for Thor and Falcon and Hulk. 
the Iron Man thing is just a rumor and a discussion right now. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take that. And, you know... Okay. I'm just going to skip that. Okay. Hulk. Hulk. Hulk is going to be... Iron Man used the extremists on Hulk to save him from his head wound. (laughs) Right. And... (laughs) And... uh, and when he used the extremists on him, it made him super intelligent. And Hulk, super intelligent, has kind of given him a revelation about gamma radiation. And so he now wants to irradiate everyone that has gamma powers, like Red Hulk, She-Hulk, etc. It's like the solo titles of the new ones, of the you know people who don't aren't the star writers are doing fantastic. And it seems like the star writers and the solo titles of the people who have been around forever are falling apart. (laughs) What have we not done before? Hmm. What can we change now? I know. Let's make Thor a girl. Oh my goodness. Come on. My whole thinking is, you know, these, I mean, other people have been Thor. The other people have have had Mjolnir. Other people have been Captain America. Other people have been Iron Man. You know, and ultimate and Hulk has been smart before. It ultimately always reverts back. You know. I hope so, but we're going to talk about that in the re- predictions. Well, I think a lot of these are just publicity stunts. You I, know. Again, I hope so. I hope. So. <laughs> but after our last podcast, man, I got depressed. I got down in the dumps because I started thinking about a reboot. I started thinking about the Avengers. And then I then with this news, how all that stuff was changing, I was like, oh, my goodness, I hope not. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm still I, – I talked to John Derman today. He's one of our fans. And he kind of helped me keep a positive perspective and just say, you know – he just kind of put the facts out there about how it would be silly for, for Marvel to do a lot of this stuff long term. And financially, it just doesn't benefit them. Right. Neither but, does canceling Fantastic Four or the X-Men to, yeah, that's what, to spite that's what, somebody. Yeah, that's what he was kind of talking to because that's what I'm so bummed about is my X-Men. And so I kind of had a, a little bit of a come to Jesus talk, you know, like, OK, I, I'm going to be OK. <laughs> And uh, so, dude, seriously, off the cliff. <laughs> seriously, texting you that Saturday morning, yeah. I, I got so down in the dumps. I really was like, how can I care this much about a fictional world? And I was texting another one of our uh, uh, a listeners, a friend of mine, Gary. And, dude, it's like. <sighs> We were like, I hope this doesn't happen. I, I don't know what I would do. Like, you look at DC, and it's like, oh, good for you. Good for you. You know? Yeah. But, hey, I, I don't let read it, them. Let, what do I care? Yeah, exactly. Let it work for them. Don't do it in every comic book company. Oh, so, okay. All right, any more Marvel news before we go to the predictions? Uh, I think those are, I mean, there's there's going to be a million things. It, it was kind of tough with you and I deciding when to record the podcast. Because it's it's the day before Comic Con starts, but yeah. we didn't want to wait another week. So by the time that you guys hear this, Comic Con will probably either be in full swing or be over. But know that we'll bring you some more of the the things that are announced at Comic Con, like all the Axis news and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, I'm hoping to record next week so we can hit it. Sounds good. All right, let's do some predictions. Okay, um, I don't know how long this will take, but what we're going to do is review <laughs> review our end-of-the-year predictions that we had last year, <clears throat> or in January, see which ones have come true, uh, where we stand on some other ones, and then we're going to do five predictions for the upcoming Marvel changes, and the rumors that have been floating around, and then that will lead into some of the Avengers talk. Uh, so, all right. Let me find here. I'm not prepared. All right. Old predictions. Let's go through them. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man will return, but not with its original numbering. We have that. Good uh, show. Avengers Assemble will be canceled, but uh, but Sudaconic, Kelly Sudaconic will be given a second series so she can continue to have two. The first part of that is true. The second part is not yet. Correct? As far as I know. You know, she was she's still writing Captain Marvel, and it's not getting a huge lot of hype as it was mm-hmm. before. No. Because of Ms. Marvel now, because that's getting all the hype. But, you know, she's doing okay with it. And I thought it was a six-issue series, but it may be more than that now, because it might be selling pretty well. What? Which Ms. Marvel are you talking about? The, Kelly Sue DeConnick is still writing Captain Marvel. That's the one I'm talking about. It was a six-issue limited series, I thought. It was going to relaunch as a six-issue series? No. I don't. I don't. I never heard that. Oh, it was just going to relaunch as an ongoing? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I might have my facts wrong. So. That's okay. All right. Uh, Marjorie Liu, Leo will be given another title regardless of how bad it is or how her last <laughs> one was. That has not happened yet, and actually, she's fallen off the face of the earth, as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. I still have hope for that one, though. She might come back. She usually just appears at cons and talks on panels about how awful women are treated in comic books. Really? Does she? Yeah, she usually is a is on. She's on multiple panels. Like every time I see a new con, talking about how there's a double standard and how the women are treated awful and. Dude, do you know that she writes, like, romance books about, like, mermaids and werewolves and stuff? No. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, this is going to sound mean, but I don't know how she could really be taken seriously on those things if that's the kind of content she's putting out for a certain demographic, which would be women, I would assume. I I don't know. I don't know what... uh... I don't know what she wants. Okay. <laughs> All right, number four. Very big space crossover surrounding Guardians of the Galaxy with Bendis at the helm. We kind of saw this with the trial of Jean Grey, but not uh, not as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because <clears throat> I'm reading your list, and it definitely says very big. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Original Sin is in space. There you go. But it has hardly anything to do with Guardians of the Galaxy and nothing to do with Bendis. All right. Uh, <laughs> Inhumans Agenda will try to take center stage through a year-long buildup culminating in an event in 2016, grooming Soul, Charles Soul, to be the new premier writer. I don't know if I'm going to stick with this one because he's still writing books for DC. 
and in humans comes out so infrequently and it's not a very good title anyway Mm -hmm. uh sequel sequel to avengers arena will have a substantially lower quality are you reading this avengers undercover you know i got them i just only read the first three and i was so bored yeah it's pretty boring Sadly. It's a shame because Avengers Arena was great. Yeah, uh, I I know I hate to see like somebody actually because he didn't want to write that book at first, and yeah. so he then got really into it, and then now he's on board and he's like I'm gonna do a follow up. I'm so into this, and now it's yeah. poor guy. Um, okay, number seven. Four of the new series will be canceled within the first twelve months. Can we uh, can we count any of them? I, I don't know. I was hoping that you were you were going to have these numbers. Okay. All right. Uh, what are the recent cancellations? Oh, Iron Patriot got canceled. Did it really? Yeah. Okay, so that's one. And actually, that wasn't a bad book either. That's a shame. What? Did you read it? Yeah. The first issue could barely get through. I... I've read the first four, and it's fine. What else made it to number six? Oh, Ultimate Fantastic Four. That I guess that counts. Um, let's see. Uh, all new X Factor still there. Oh, uh, Invaders is still around. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Iron Patriot got canceled. Ultimate Fantastic Four. Um. What oh well. One of I mean, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu is still around. Yeah, but that was a that's a limited series. Uh, Avengers Undercover got canceled. Did it? it did it really? Yeah. Oh, that I feel sorry for that guy. We just talked about that. Yeah, but I didn't know it got canceled. Now I feel double sorry. I, I'm I'm ninety five percent sure Savage Wolverine got canceled. Yeah. Thunderbolts got canceled. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that's not a new book. Savage Wolverine, that's a shame. I really like that book. That's a good book. Mm, those are the only ones I can think of. What about Loki, Agent of Asgard? It's still going. It uh, it was number 90 on the sales chart. It's not good, but it's not as low as others that what, haven't been canceled. What about Secret Avengers? Uh, Secret Avengers, I just saw it. Secret Avengers is 103, so it's getting close to not coming back. Yeah. Secret Avengers is probably a better book than Loki, Agent of Asgard. But, I mean, it's a it's a very quirky, offbeat book for a, for an Avengers title. Um, okay, Marvel will announce a solo female movie. They have not yet. Uh, Matt Kent... We'll get his own ongoing title, and we have not seen that yet either. And then Eminem will be the artist on Marvel's next big event. Nope, it was Diodato Jr. So that one was wrong. Okay, yours. More Academy junk. What did you mean? Um, I'm thinking, because I kind of don't remember, probably that we'd be seeing more Academies popping up, like the Shi'ar Academy, the Jean Grey Academy, the Britain Academy, the whatever the academy of kansas i don't know i think we did this during inhumanity with the inhumanity tie-in that had the um uh the kids from the academies and everything and also uh heist what was that um uh, yeah you're right infinity heist or infinity what was the not heist what was the other one yeah it was the infinity heist yeah no that didn't have the students in it that was 
the other one had the students in it. Infinity. Yeah, I remember that one. That was so bad. Yeah, I never so read I Heist. <clears throat> yeah, we don't remember what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think Kent wrote that one. Yeah. Okay, Rocket Raccoon will get a solo title. Look at you! Yes. Well done. Yes. Invaders will be canceled. Well, there's still time for that one. Yes, it's coming. <laughs> the X-Men teams will reunite. No, didn't you, happen. Do you still think this is going to happen within a year? <clears throat> I hope so. Uh, maybe Axis will do this. Maybe. Uh, Ms. Marvel will be canceled. Not doing good. No, I don't think that's going to happen before the end of the year either. Uh, time traveling will end. Nope. Well, we still got uh, Spider-Man 2099, and we still got uh, the Avengers jumping ahead in time travel. But yeah, that Whatever happened to Wolverine breaking the time continuum or whatever? I think that's... I, I think that that's one of the causes of the convergences and stuff like uh the earths converging on each other the intrusions but, but i mean beast was like time travel can't happen anymore remember he tried to send the kids back um yes but i think that that just didn't work for some reason like them those people like uh, we just can't explain this but for some reason it doesn't work it works for everybody else but we just can't do it for you right because it's broken okay okay War with Iron Man and Avengers Rogue Planet will occur. We're kind of seeing that play out. Nobody's really happy with him, but that's about it. Right? Yep. Okay, here's a big win for you. Yes. Storm will get her own series. I remember I could feel it. (laughs) Feel it happening. Well, good. All right. All right, next one. Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Humans, Captain Marvel movies announced. So we got Doctor Strange. Do we have Black Panther yet announced? None of those other three have been officially announced. Okay, but... But they are coming. Everybody's been talking about Black Panther and Inhumans, not Captain Marvel, though, right? Yeah, Captain Marvel hasn't had as much talk, but Black Panther and Inhumans are almost, like, deal-sealed. Gotcha. All right, the, your last one is probably the most interesting. Remender's Uncanny Avengers will ultimately lead to Marvel being reset. Do you still think that that's going to happen? I do. I, I think that's going to going to take place, and we'll be looking at a different different uh, set of books this time next year. What does reset mean as opposed to reboot? Yeah, I'm same thing. Okay. Okay. All right, we are going to make five new predictions each. So, and then we'll talk about the likelihood of those. Uh, because, you know, we, we went, you know, we're probably 50%, so we need to add more to the list. Okay. Okay. All right, my prediction number one. Okay. The term, since the beginning of Avengers, everything dies is referring to a Marvel reboot. That's sad. What do you think? Could it be possible? Yes, absolutely. (sighs) I'm depressed. I don't want to do any more podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a shame. It really is a shame. 
Um, I really, when I started putting the pieces together, because last last episode I was like, no, it couldn't happen. That's ridiculous. But then I started thinking, like, if they're saying everything dies, and all the incursions coming in together and destroying planets, and... Well, I'll get into the rest of it, but I started really getting down in the dumps. I was like, maybe... Maybe Uncanny, you know, taking out the time stream and everything like that, maybe that does fit into it. But I think that Uncanny Avengers doesn't fit into it as much as Hickman's run. Hmm. Yeah, Hickman, they seem to put a lot more emphasis on... I think it didn't start out that way. I think it started out with everybody... Like, Uncanny Avengers was the title to read. Yeah. And slowly, (laughs) it just kind of soured. And everything's on Hickman's run right now. I tell you what, man, Rogue Planet was a great issue. But I feel like sometimes with Hickman's run, I need to have a degree. <laughs> you have a degree. Well, not a degree in in smartness. I have a degree <laughs> in early childhood. <laughs> Any moron could get that. <laughs> moron. Okay, what's your first prediction? Um, I have six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, that's five. No, I guess I could I could combine one. No, um, no, 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 no. That's fine. We could do six. Uh, the four Avengers characters going through the changes will all go back to original states. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, expound on that while I type this up. Oh, well, I think they're going to go back to the original states because that always happens. Hulk <laughs> has been smart before, and he goes back to being Hulk, and... Other people, you know, Pepper has worn the the, the Iron Man costume. James uh, Rhodey has, has has worn it before. James Rhodes, um, you know, Iron Man will will go back. Uh, Falcon will go back to having red wings, and Steve will be, you know, he's died before and he's lost his his uh, super soldier serum powers before too. Like this is not new. Um, Thor to be a female. Other people have been Thor before. I mean, even right now, Beta Ray Bill is still being somewhat of a Thor. It, it's even when Thor doesn't have Mjolnir and a girl is it is having it, he's gonna have a different hammer and just be the unworthy Thor. Like it's it's just it's just how it is. Well, if if there's gonna be a reboot, then do you think that the reboot will make them back to their original, or do you think they're gonna go back to their original before the reboot? I think this, I don't know, because I hate having this recorded because it can come back and bite you, but I think this could maybe be a testing of the waters, too. Like, you know, if we reboot, will it be better to have this diverse group starting off than the group that started off in 1963 that wasn't very diverse? Dude, you have just segued into my second one. All right. (laughs) Okay, this is verbatim what I wrote. Introducing the new characters is really just test marketing some changes that may occur in the new universe. Whoa. <laughs> so we agree on that. <laughs> the one thing in the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, I really do believe that, um, that they're just testing the waters, like you said. They're kind of just saying, okay, let's see how this plays. Okay, is this important to uh, our readership? Is this what do we need to keep? You know, what what do we mirror with the the movies, and and what do we forge on our own? And 
you know, maybe it is time for a new, I was talking to Jackie about this and I was like, and I don't want, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but if they reboot the comic book industry is such a liberal industry in and of itself. You rarely have anybody taking like a, a status quo conservative view, right? Right. I, I would say that I'm, even though I'm more of a libertarian, my personal morals are more conservative and my ethics are more conservative than they are liberal. <clears throat> and therefore, you know, a lot of my politics is. I think that the Republicans are ridiculous idiots. However, I think that about the Democrats as well. <laughs> so when they reboot, I think my biggest fear is that they're going to do a lot of liberal things such as diversity for the sake of diversity. Now, that's fine. And actually, I told you before, I'm enjoying the Ms. Marvel title. I like diversity. I like reading about different and new characters. What I don't like is changing the characters we have to fit a new agenda and model. And that's what I'm really afraid of. Do you think that... Because I'm with you on that. Do you think, though... That this is might work against the having the movies out might work against them. Well, that's what I asked you earlier. Yeah, I mean, I do think that, but that even scares me even more because they may make subtle changes to the character that will be reflected in the movies, and it'll make it easier for movie audiences to to relate to to people as well, which would still be changing the character. So instead of focusing, I wish what they would do is take some of their main characters that sell really well and maybe, I'm sorry, take care of some of their main characters that don't sell as well, move them to the back, and then move new characters to the forefront. And that's what I really think that you get with the Ms. Marvel title. She's standing up on her own. Good for her. That's fantastic. And they're not bad stories. Iron Patriot, he was standing up on his own. I don't know how Mighty Avengers is doing, but you have all this diversity that you can pull from from characters that are already established. Don't change the histories and the character of the ones that are already established. Yeah. You know, to, to make them um, more palatable to, to society, to uh, political correctness. You are absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Because if, if people were wanting a blonde-haired female superhero, Ms. Marvel would be at the top of the charts every month. You know? Right. If, if they <clears throat> wanted uh, an African-American lead male crime fighter, then why wouldn't we have a Black Panther? Why does a Black Panther book get canceled every time it's launched and then relaunched again? Or Luke Cage? You know, the, the, that kind of thing. You know, so you don't take the characters that are doing well and change them because obviously that's not the issue. People are going to buy what they want to read about. Well, I hope that you're right, but I do fear also that if they say, Hey, we're going to do this whole thing. And if you want that, you're going to have to go to a different company. Then we're up a Creek. But this is why I'm so excited about the storm book too, because it's an already established character who is diverse. It's not, an african-american it's an african which you know like that's that's even further removed 
in today's society, which is great. I'm all for it. And that book was good. You know, I hope it can keep that quality and I hope it sells well instead of, okay, well, let's change uh, Captain America to an African-American. You know, it's like, don't change Captain America. And, you know, right away the argument comes to my mind, well, did you have a problem with it when Bucky, a white guy, took the mantle? Well, I think that that was different because that was his sidekick. That was his protege. uh, And, you know, he had died. And so somebody had to keep the mantle alive. And you can make the same argument for Falcon. Well, that was his sidekick for this whole time. But, okay, that's fine. You can make him African-American. You can make Falcon Captain America. But get rid of the wings. Because that's not Captain America. (laughs) You know... You know, it has nothing to do with skin color. It doesn't, yeah. It has to do with, why are you throwing these two superheroes together... You know, because Bucky was just like Captain America Jr. anyway. And Ed Brubaker made him awesome by giving him a a backstory of being brainwashed and, you know, the Winter Soldier and everything. Well, Falcon's not like that. Falcon should... I would love a Falcon book, but it's very difficult to make a book out of a bird man. (laughs) Basically, yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what color he is. It's it's difficult. I loved... uh, Who was it? Who was writing it? Linton, maybe? Uh, the Black Panther run, um, Black Panther, uh, Man Without Fear. Oh, yeah. Okay. I liked it. I know you didn't like the art and you weren't into the book, but I really enjoyed that book during Fear Itself. And that was really one of the only books I did enjoy during Fear Itself because it made sense to me. And he was doing a great job, you know? I love Luke Cage. And the Blue Marvel, actually, I really enjoy him, too. So... You know, why don't you take these characters and and do that and leave the other characters alone? Don't change Black Panther. Don't, like, just make sure you're playing by the rules all across the board, you know? You don't have to go ahead and say, okay, well, we have to make Black Panther more palatable now. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you know, I've gone on a tirade. Never mind. No, it's, it's fine. I think this could probably be, like, a whole segment where we could go back and forth and talk about this. But I'm hoping that, you know, back to the movies, I am I am hoping that because these characters have been established that, you know, if they try and make these changes in the movies, that the people are like, no, you know, I know who Tony Stark is. I've, I've got to know him for three Iron Man movies, two Avengers movies, and this is not Iron Man. This is someone impersonating Iron Man, this, you know, to the layman. And they're like, we're just not on board with this. We don't want to see this kind of Iron Man or this kind of Cap or this kind of Thor. We want to see these characters that you debuted all the way back to 2006. And because you did such a good job, that's why it's a multi-billion dollar franchise. Well, there's two ways of looking at that. One, I agree with you that the Hollywood is way more greedy than the comic book industry. And the comic book industry has their finger on the pulse of social social issues a lot better probably right yes i would agree okay so i would think that hollywood would stand up and defend these characters just to defend their pocketbooks however the idiots that are in hollywood look at what they're doing to the fantastic four movie yeah so i don't know i can't count on them 
you know? And I don't think they're doing it for diversity's sake. They're probably doing it because, hey, wouldn't it be great if uh, Human Torch was black and, and he could say a bunch of funny lines because we need a token black guy. And then somebody says, well, I mean, they're supposed to be brother and sister. Oh, we can change that. Well, I... And but okay, but what I'm saying to that part is yeah, I don't agree. But to that part is Human Torch is not, you know, I don't go to Toys R Us and to Walmart and see Human Torch shirts and brands and keychains and posters and stuff like that. You know, Human Torch isn't that household name. Right. Whereas <clears throat> these these four care Thor Thor Cap Iron Man and Hulk, you know, uh, the the audience of more people that don't read comics than do already know who these four people are. And this is who they are. That's just how they are. So I don't think it's going to go over as well to make a major change like this with this, this group of people as a change to a human torch would. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. There's different levels of characters and, 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 uh, you know, popular awareness. Yeah. I think, and I think it's really probably just the big six. Um, you know, there's been talk about having Miles Morales be Spider-Man, or, or you know, um, when Andrew Garfield said, "Yeah, I don't see why I couldn't play Peter Parker as a homosexual." I don't think those things would go over as well. I don't. I just don't see the general audience saying, "Yep, that's that's." Uh, that's Spider-Man. His uncle wasn't killed, and he doesn't have, with great power comes responsibility, he doesn't have any of that stuff. And he doesn't have Mary Jane or, or Gwen Stacy. He has a different guy. I just don't see the regular audience saying, yeah, this is our Spider-Man. Well, that's where, you remember when they first talked about a Punisher TV show a few years ago, and they said, well, he's going to be a detective yeah. during the day, and then that night he's going to go kill people. Yeah. Like, oh, he's on the police. That You've changed the entire character. But he doesn't have that recognition. Right. Is what I'm right. saying. Well, they you know what? I'm, I would love to see a Spider-Man movie with Miles. And, and, but I, I fully understand what you're saying about um, that movie would be Spider-Man or Miles Morales as Spider-Man. It wouldn't be yes. Miles Morales playing Peter Parker as spider-man exactly totally fine with that right and uh, i mean i think that would make a very compelling movie and but, that's what it'd be fine for it to valkyrie as thor but not thor you know yes this agreed. is not thor odinson <laughs> right and and you know what it may turn out to be that way because i i can't think of one off the top of my head right now but how many times have they announced something and we go, what? And then, like, when it happens, we're like, oh, right, well, they kind of, they just said that, but, you know, it wasn't really true. I mean, you take the example of uh, Captain America being shot. What? He's dead? It's in the Washington Post? Well, yeah. he really got hit by a time bullet, and he was stuck in a time stream. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's an extreme example, because it still did make an impact. But, well, remember when Thor died during uh, Fear Itself? Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't really dead, and he still had his title. Yep. So we all these things that get the the public, the non-comic book reading public to look at comic books and either say, "Oh, look how progressive they are," or say, "Oh, interesting. Huh. I'll 
put my eyes toward that. I'll put my money toward that. They may, it may not be anything. That's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's your prediction. Four Avengers characters going through changes will be back to their original states. All right. What's your second one? Uh, The new warriors and all new invaders will be canceled along with Nova, but Nova will be relaunched. Okay, that's pretty detailed. Well, because New Warriors and All New Invaders, there's like 20 people reading both of those titles. And Nova isn't doing very well either, but I think Nova is also going to be one of those Marvel movie characters down the line. If not in Guardians of the Galaxy, comes out next week, you know? <laughs> yeah. So so I think he, he might get canceled and just relaunched. Did you see the um, the teaser pages for Thanos and, and Richard Ryder? Uh, no. For Guardians of the Galaxy, I think number 18 is that? Oh, one? I thought you were talking about the movie. I'm like, thanks for spoiling something, Andy. I'm trying not to stay, read <coughs> no, about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it says everybody has a secret and it has to do with Richard Ryder? Yes, I'm looking forward to reading that. I am too because I want to know what happened with him in the Cancerverse, and I thought he was a very compelling character when he had his own title. The, this care. new kid, I could care less. I mean, it's an <laughs> interesting story, but I don't care about the character at all. I can remember when we first started the podcast, you explaining the Cancerverse to me because I wasn't reading that stuff. <laughs> Back when I would phone in on my my little cellular phone. <laughs> right. <and> we were <laughs> It was an interesting read. Abnett and Lanning. Good for them. What's your next one? Um, okay, number three. Okay, the universes will converge and only one will be left, but will eventually spin off into others. Okay, so... Let me make sure I don't spoil anything. Okay. Okay, so in the latest issue of... Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, whatever it is. Ultimate Miles Morales, Spider-Man. In the police department or in the Daily Bugle, they were taking away a Ms. Marvel in her Ms. Marvel outfit, her Carol Danvers outfit, and she was screaming, saying, the worlds are converging! It's gonna happen! Do you remember any of this? Uh, no. Okay, you didn't read that title. Okay, so... You should, you should at least look it up, and I think it's Bendis throwing us a bone, because I, the worlds are converging in New Avengers. Uh, we saw that Miles Morales somehow is supposed to be part of the all-new X-Men soon. Yeah. We've talked about how there may be a reboot. There was a talk about folding the 1610 into the 616 universe. Um back during cataclysm and there's still rumors circulating that that's going to happen um so i could see that the all the universes will converge and that's how they will do a reboot and so the 10th realm converges these planets converge and eventually the good guys have to either you know kill or destroy these new planets, or something will happen where they all phase into their their own, or something. But that's how I see the reboot actually happening. Hmm. So that I think that that will explain. <clears throat> before you told me the news about um, 
you know, Thor becoming a girl and Captain America and everything like that. And seeing the changes when we jump ahead eight months, um, I think that this could very much explain how you may get like, you know how the Exiles was across the entire Marvel multiverse? Yeah. You may get a new standard, not 616, but standard universe that is comprised of all the characters from all different universes. Oh my gosh. And that that would be, you know, you would have an Exiles universe, basically. And that's how they reboot it. And they say, okay, well, here are our characters. And we may not necessarily reboot the origins like DC did and start all over. But from this point forward, all our characters are different. And we'll go back and revisit their origins and what makes them different. And... You know, I I I, th- I can see it because after Spider Man, also Peter Parker went back and looked up Miles Morales, and he is in the six one six. We just don't know who he is, and I think that might have to play a part in it as well. And what do you think? I don't know. I hadn't, I guess, thought of it along those lines. It's kind of scary because it really does take away your heroes and replace them with anything that they want to do and say, well, in this alternate reality, uh, Tony Stark's a homosexual or in this alternate reality, Spider-Man's black or in this alternate reality, Thor's a girl, you know, like that's how I thought they were going to explain everything. Uh, but the way you explained it kind of shoots that down, but we still in September, we'll see what the Marvel universe looks like in April. Could we just have one where they reboot a character and they're like a born again believer? <laughs> Could we cater to the the Christian audience for a second instead of always being the purifiers? I don't like trying to kill people. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, we have that. We have the purifiers. The religious people are always like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's take a look at that for just a second. Let's try to be fair about this. Um. It always stuck out to me during the X-Men cartoon that Wolverine, you know, got, he prayed during one episode, right? Yeah, the Nightcrawler episode. Right, yeah. Um, and Nightcrawler is is a believer, right? Yeah. Are there any others that we know of? I mean, this may be... This may be so narrow-minded of me to assume, but I just assume that Captain America was. <laughs> well, well, I think the difference is, like, so many characters, they're, the thing that sets them apart from others becomes, like, their main focal point. Yes. And, and I guess it shouldn't be like that, and I wouldn't want it to be like that for, you know, if there was a born-again believer in Jesus Christ character, like... Like North Star, you know, for instance. I, you know, I don't have a problem if you want to have a character as a homosexual, but they just did it so poorly. Right. They, they just really kind of ruined his character, and instead of having him being, uh, you know, a character, a mutant, an X Men first, they put so much emphasis on his homosexuality first, in you know the wedding, and then they're fighting, and there's arguing, and like it just kind of destroyed his character. 
and he still hasn't recovered because even after they got married, it was still just like he's he's like the homosexual North Star as he opposed was, to North Star, a character that can develop and grow. Right, and what they become is props. That's what that's what these things become. Like you use them to progress the story instead of progressing the character, and you use them to show the public a pretty face and that's it and we talked about this with ms marvel the new uh camilla khan book and i think that that is how it started out to get readership and everybody was like oh this is great you know bring attention to the minorities and you know finally a muslim character which is ridiculous because dust is a muslim character and remember that was big during grant morrison's run and monet is a muslim character and I would love to learn more about either of them. And actually, uh, what's her name is Hindu, right? Um, you know who I'm talking about? Dust? No, Dust oh, no. is, she's, is she's Muslim. Muslim. Uh, who's the the Sentinel? The Oh, the Omega Sentinel. Yeah. She's Hindu, I believe. Karima Shapandar. You're right. Right, right, right. And so you already have these characters. Utilize those characters and make them grow. And I will say that the Ms. Marvel book has been a whole lot more than just uh, the minority part. And I've really appreciated that. Um, I think it's Willow Wilson or G. Willow Wilson is the writer. And I think that she's doing a good job with that. Um, But we've also talked about if it was a Christian or a born-again believer that there's a good chance they would do it wrong, right? Yeah. And yeah. then nobody would be happy, and they'd be like, oh, well, I mean, they would say stuff like, you know, offhandedly, like, oh, make sure you don't get that tattoo, or, oh, I won't be drinking at this party, or, <laughs> you know, all these all these perceptions about Christians that, you know, there is some that believe that or, or adhere to those things. But, I mean, I have a drink every once in a while. I have tattoos. Every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> you kill me, man. Sorry. <laughs> my, my friend Drunk Andy. <laughs> I, I have a friend Drunk Andy. You know what is really funny? Like... One time somebody asked what my dad did for a living, and he's a geologist. And the response was, oh, I had a brother-in-law that was saved out of that. What? Yeah, like, you can't be a Christian and a geologist. And see, that's the kind of stuff that kills me. Like, it's so, as much as I would love to have my demographic represented, really, I don't, I don't. I just want good characters, and I don't care what color they are, and I don't care what gender they are. I, I just want good characters with awesome stories. You know what I mean? I, tot- I totally agree. I, I just threw that out there to, just for the sake of argument. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group that is underrepresented, right? And you yeah. could say the same thing about Mormons. You could say the same thing about Buddhists. You could say the same thing about, you know, Wiccans or whatever. Um, in the comic books. And see, when you start to represent diversity, you have to pick and choose. And so if you're smart about it, and if I was doing it, I would pick and choose playing to the audience that I have where I could make the most money. Yeah. So 
there's a good chance that not that many Christians buy comics compared to people who aren't Christians who cheer on this kind of, you know, this kind of character changes and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you really brought up a good point. Like, I would rather you not, you know, get Christianity wrong in being a character and me have to be like, oh, gosh, no, it is okay to have tattoos. It is okay to have a drink. It, uh, it, you know, we don't just sit in our house clothed from neck to toe praying and reading the Bible all day. Well, that's clear with you being undisrobed all day. <laughs> Listen, drunk Andy. <laughs> Listen, naked Jared. But, you know, it, and it, it should be that way for all those groups. Like, like I was really surprised that, you know, some of my friends, at, you know, online and offline that are homosexuals weren't more upset with how North Star was portrayed. Like, like you, mean, you mean comic readers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, don't be excited just because, yeah, we have a, you know, someone that's like me in the comic books because they're not doing a very good representation Right. For your group, you know, or whatever. It, you know, I don't know. We could probably talk for another. That Our next show is going to be, you know, the that that topic. <laughs> this is this is the politics of the show. I and, and we are getting into it a lot tonight. But these are the fears that I have with a reboot. And <clears throat> I think if everybody was honest and, and the people who really are in to the 616, I mean, I have friends who are totally into comics. They love the medium of comics. And they they love to see how characters are utilized and how different people groups are utilized in comics and the stories you can tell and, you know, a plot-driven comic versus a character-driven comic versus a setting-driven comic, all those things. I mean, but if you're invested wholeheartedly in the Marvel Universe regardless of your political views or your social views, I really think that making changes for that, for the sake of change to get money that plays to a wider progressive audience is going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we and you, me and you briefly talked about what happens if it's a new multiverse. What are we going to do with the podcast? Are we going to continue reading is it going to be Marvel 616? I know it's just a title, but are we... I mean, we've invested 10 years. You've invested almost 20 years of your life reading these comics about these stories. And, you know, we talked about it. Now all these, they do mean nothing. You know, will we continue reading Marvel or will I move on to say, okay, well, I just want a good story, so I'm going over to Image, yeah. you know? I know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna hurt a lot of people. And I. I mean, I'm afraid we may be just talking about nothing. Nothing could happen. So. Yes, and that's why I hope. I hope we're just like those crotchety old men that just complain about nothing. I hope that's what it is. But I do think it's it's good for our audience to, that we touch on this because a lot of them. I I know a lot of them are worried about this as well. Yeah. So now oh, it's good to get now. All right, what's your third one? Goodness gracious, we're nowhere. I know. Well, okay. The third one is uh, less of an emphasis will be placed on the X Men and the Fantastic Four in all areas, comic book um, promotion, all that kind of stuff. Okay, because of the Fox thing. I, I, that's what I'm attributing it to. I don't know why else you wouldn't place emphasis on X Men who 
you know, for the past 40 years has made more money than the Avengers. All the Avengers, Thor, Cap, and Hulk combined, you know, and their first family in the Fantastic Four. I I don't know what what other reason you would have for doing that. There's a good chance that the first family has outgrown its usefulness. Like, nobody can relate to them anymore, which is sad because, I mean, it's a distinct family unit, you know? Yeah, they just push the science aspect so far, and it's just not an enjoyable read you 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 don't want to you can't relate with reed and sue and their their relationship or with younger brother johnny and best friend thing it's you i think you said it very well they just kind of pushed it and it's kind of done yeah i i like to see the interaction with the kids i like the family dynamic and i like what hickman brought to it even though he wasn't a character driven you know ff and fantastic four we got to see those little moments and that one issue last year, the year before that I said was the best issue FF number 15 or something like that, where you see, uh, the clone of the wizard. I think his name is Benson. Um, you know, holding Valerie's hand or Valeria's hand and saying, I think I love you. And she's like, I'm five. Like, don't spoil this moment. Like seeing, you know, that that's what I like, and I don't think many people can relate. And like you said, if they emphasize the the science-y aspect of it, well, you got a lot of smart men already. You got Tony Stark and who's outpacing him, Bruce Banner who's outpacing him, you know, Reed all the time. So Alright, uh mine is the builders this is sad. This is <laughs> if this is true, this will kill me. No, it won't kill you. Don't speak that. Okay. The builders in Avengers that's had the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are really Marvel editorial and creative teams. <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? When it says that the builders are, they go out and they build worlds and then they come back and if they don't like what it is, they destroy the worlds. And if you remember, and if I'm remembering correctly, in the beginning of the Infinity War, it said that the builders send out these people to do this job. But later on, it said that those people were the builders. Do you remember that? Okay. I think that they changed it subtly because they were giving too much away. The builders that are sending out these people to destroy the Marvel Universe or Earth-616 where everything is focused for some reason uh, are the people at Marvel, the creative teams, the editorial. They are the builders. This is all meta. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they're saying, saying, okay, well, we're going to destroy this because everything dies. And so we're going to destroy this. But we're going to do it in story form. And so the builders are sending these guys and our heroes are fighting the creators to stay alive. But everything dies. You have no chance. You think they would reveal that? I think that... I think that eventually they may. Yeah. I mean, they would reveal that, but eventually we can glean that from... We've never seen the builders, or we don't know who. I mean, remember when uh, the Fantastic Four met God, and he looked like Jack Kirby? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the creators, the 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 builders, and if the builders are sending out these things to destroy the world, and for some reason it's all focused on the six one six Earth, which is the one they've been telling stories about forever. 
Hmm. Now that is very interesting. You there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just... That kills me to think that. <laughs> it doesn't kill you. It's just <laughs> weird. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. I'm just going to go to my next one. Okay. Because it is very meta, but <laughs> I could see it. Okay. Um, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man will get ongoing titles. Oh, yeah. They're both getting movies. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if one of them doesn't take Nick Fury's role at the end of Original Sin. I think a shoe-in is obviously Punisher, but I don't think they would go for him. Uh, the only one that has talked and said, how could I do something like that, is Ant-Man. And Nick Fury reassured him of the reasoning why he would have picked him. So I guess my kind of, my leaning is kind of there, but... I don't know if it would be that obvious either. I either think that Nick Fury is going to continue or he's going to become the Watcher. Oh. Or that, um, I mean, I think that a way to get out of the Captain America thing, even though in one title we're seeing him fully Captain America-ized and the other one we're not, is yeah. if Captain America was the one that took it. Hmm. So like a total from left field. Oh, I hope not. I want Steve as Captain America. I know. Well, I mean, we already know he's not going to be. But I think if you become... How do you go and become the Watcher and then go back to being Captain America a couple years? No, no, no. He won't be the Watcher. Nick Fury would be the Watcher. He would be the one that comes and takes care of... Defends the planet by killing all these monsters or whatever. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right, we both have one more left. Okay. we Number five, we will end up with an updated Marvel U after the reboot that fixes the issues of time ratios from the 616 to the real world. Meaning, it's beginning to become... It's becoming harder and harder for us to say, yes, Punisher Frank Castle was in <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. And so... I mean, right now, um, I think Peter Parker's 28. It's supposed to be every four years in real life is one Marvel year. Um, but it doesn't jive with the politics. We know who the president is. Um, and yet it said last year was Secret Invasion. Yeah. So this could totally wipe out and start the clock back at zero on both timelines, our timeline and theirs. So kind of reset and readjust. And then you can start. And as you go, you can start to go further and further away. Cause they're going to have to do something. Eventually they're going to say every year in a comic book or every five years, every 10 years in real life is one year in a comic book instead of just four. Yeah. So I think that going back, they will address that problem. If I would they, if, I'd be fine with that. <clears throat> Well, I mean, if you are you reading Amazing Spider-Man one point whatever, learning to crawl? No. Okay. Well, the person who made Spider-Man famous took a a video and made a viral video and put it on YouTube, and that's how Spider-Man became famous. Well, in the '60s, they didn't have that. Yeah, Scott was talking to me about that. What does he think? Oh, he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, but it's his beloved slot. Uh. <laughs> 
he was not pleased. And I, and I understand. But I don't know. St- little stuff like that, retconning, that kind of stuff, to just kind of make it fit with the timeline, like technology and clothing and stuff like that isn't a big deal. Right. Because we obviously don't expect that these characters have all aged, you know, 60 years. Right. But, but I would like to see what you what you said and just kind of get, I don't know if, you know, some wizard or something comes and says, you know, time goes slowly for the universe or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. So when is Marvel signing you up to write these books? For real, dude. Time goes slowly for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's happened. Wizards have done stuff like that before. It's it's a wizard. He can do anything. For real. I mean, Roma. I remember in in the in Uncanny X Men back in the in the 80s, Roma put a spell over the X Men so that technology they couldn't be seen by technology. I guess you could do anything. All right, what's number five? Star Lord and Rocket Raccoon will join the Avengers <laughs> because they are the the two big wigs or whatever of Guardians, and you know they brought Spider-Man and Wolverine <clears throat> onto the Avengers, and they brought the main four back together. And usually, if you've got a movie or you're famous or you know they want to put their core characters together, I think that those two would probably be the two they'd pick. Did you read the Star-Lord book? I did. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It didn't it wasn't bad, awful like Rocket and it wasn't great like Storm. Thought it was okay and I'm going to give it a I'll give it to another issue. What did you think? I thought um I thought it was okay as well. I mean, I would go so far as to give it the benefit of the doubt and say it was good. I wouldn't say it's a very solid book, like a great book. I thought Storm was really, really good. Um, so I'll give it another chance, and I'll, I'll keep going. I do not like the art. I don't like Nick Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. So that kind of detracts away from it. And he was on Wolverine and the X-Men for a long, long time with Jason Aaron. Um, but, you know, Humphreys is growing on me. So really? we'll keep doing that. I was so disappointed with Rocket Raccoon. So disappointed. It's like, who is this person? The art was good. The art was great. Well, it was quirky. It was Scotty Young. But it didn't... It, it was just... I don't know. It was all over the place. It wasn't something I would be able to give my nephew to read. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I and was... was the, I, go on. I'm sorry. That, I was saying that was... That was the bummer because I I gave them the free comic book day Guardians of the Galaxy. My nephews are six and eight, and they are just like they think Groot is great and they love this little rocket guy. They just think they're wonderful. They don't care about Drax or Gamora, Star Lord. They like those two. And so when I got Rocket Raccoon, I thought you know maybe this will be a really great book and give Carter and Landon and you know, kind of work on building up that love of comics like I have. They already love all the superheroes. And when they get a comic from Uncle Jared, they memorize it and come and ask me 7,000 questions and I don't even even catch that part or whatever. (laughs) And so I thought it'd be great to be able to get them something monthly as opposed to just birthdays and Christmas. But reading it, there's no way I would give a child that comic. No, and... and, and 
I missed this, but I was listening to the guys, the Hideous Energy guys, and they did a good review of the of the Rocket Raccoon. There was there were so many bleeped out curse words. There yeah. was a lot of innuendo, and there was jokes about murder. Yeah. And so it was like, and when they brought up those things, I reread that book. Uh, when I listened to their podcast, and I was like, man, they are right. Like, how desensitized am I to these things? You know? Yeah. And you can't, you can't give that to anybody. No way. And that I, I didn't pick this up. I meant to address this earlier with the storm issue. You know, there were three, there were three curse words in storm, and I was bummed because that was going to be the book I was going to start giving my niece. Yeah. Who's Twelve. Yeah. I wanted her to be able to. To have something and to have a character that she could read too, but the uncle cannot give the niece a, a book with profanity in it, right. even if it is just one or two words. And I think back to when I started reading comics, there were no curse words, nothing. I I remember the first time I read Spider Man and he cursed, and I was like, what? How could he do this? I was just totally blown away, not because yeah. not because I didn't think cursing was in comic books, because I I had read a Punisher comic book where it was just a lot of cursing. But I thought, this is not his character. And I think that's where they change it. Yeah. They just automatically say, everybody does this. You know? And yeah, I remember right. I remember um in Brand New Day when it was a huge thing that he slept with uh, Felicia Hardy. Oh, I know. And I thought to myself, no, don't do this. But now if they tried to do that, I mean, he's, I think with Carly and everything else, it doesn't matter anymore. They've already broken that, you know, they've already broken that barrier. And now it's just commonplace. Yeah. And did they break it to be normal? Like for him to be like everybody else? Because aren't we trying to represent, you know, diverse demographics or special groups of people? And if not... If they did it just for sales, then it's like, well, you made a big deal about it, and now, now the character can't go back. No, uh. Uh-uh. I think their marketing is is all over the place in what they want. Like they can't figure out who they're marketing to. Because I, I, sometimes... I don't think they sit down and think, well, we can't figure this out. I think they just say, oh, here's a great idea. Let's do this. Okay, that'll generate for this news cycle. And because the movies, the movies, like, okay, Winter Soldier, that miniseries, The Bitter March, issue one came out when Captain America Winter Soldier came out. And it's just finishing up now. Like, maybe this issue was the last one or the next issue. And that's how long the news cycle is. Like, they'll do something dramatic in the first issue because they're trying to support the movie, which will be out of theaters in a month. And then they have five other months they have to try to carry this book. And I think that's a detriment as well. I, I think that, you know, they have to have something that keeps it going or they, they change the comic books to show light on a movie in the near term and they don't think about the character in the long term. Yeah. I agree with you, man. What a we depressing show. Jared, you're depressed. <laughs> No, we're supposed to talk about how awesome Storm was and how we're getting 11 new Marvel movies. You will drive me to drink. <laughs> You're probably drinking now. I'm drinking water. 
<laughs> I have to drive home from the office. <laughs> Good man. Yeah, and you got a house full of kids and bringing more in. <laughs> You're going to be drinking a lot. <laughs> I would probably have to give up a lot if I foster care, and I probably wouldn't drink or anything. And when I say dr- when I say drink, I'm not like, oh, hey. I have a glass of wine every couple days. Now, are these Marvel Universe days or real days? <laughs> these are... I'll probably have a glass of wine, like, two times a week. And it's even okay. then, even then, it's got a lot of sugar, so I've been holding, cutting off, holding back. Oh. I was on the not to... What, uh, what is the elliptical machine <laughs> this yeah, <when> morning? <laughs> You were on the girls' machine. <laughs> you know what? You're the second person who has said this, and I did not know it was a gender thing. Uh, yeah, when you texted me that this morning, I was like, oh, with the other ladies in Louisiana? Or? The guy who gave it to me said, oh, is this for Jackie? And I said, well, I mean, I'll use it too. And then he was like, do you work out? And I was like, you're looking at it, man. You're looking at the start of a brand new Andy Kirby. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm going to use the elliptical. And he was like, I I thought that was for Jackie. And like, it never clicked with me until you just said it just now that it's a girl's thing. Why? Why is it a girl's thing? Uh, be- <laughs> I'm afraid I'll offend people, but it's like an uh, a machine that isn't very high intensity. Um <laughs> <laughs> You can do it, like, for a long period of time and feel like you got a great workout, but you really burn, like, five calories. Yeah, but it worked my core muscles. I could feel it. Well, that's because you just haven't worked out forever. Well, I've been I'm doing... I'm just being honest with you. I've been doing sit-ups, jerk. I, I said I'm being honest with you. <laughs> oh, then that makes it okay. Well, yeah, because I'm not going to lie to you. No, oh, it's really great. It worked your core muscles. No, I know. Oh. I know you're not going to lie to me. You don't sugarcoat much. No, what really happened was you haven't moved your body. <laughs> You've macromated yourself into the sofa. <laughs> I don't know what macromated meant. That must have been you're on the elliptical for too long. You're talking like a girl now, too. Go with your last prediction. Number 5B. Oh, no, I combined the canceled titles with Nova. Oh, okay. Okay, I gotcha. All right, well, then I am finished talking to you, and I'm finished with you insulting me. No, I mean, you got to get back to your elliptical. I don't want to keep you. (laughs) (laughs) This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can... Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Visit the forum, marvel616politics.com slash forum press. And on Twitter, at 616politics. Look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can look us up uh, on Instagram. The username is marvel616politics. You can give us a call with a voicemail or question at 616-755-TINA. Or you can look us up on YouTube. Our username is Marvel616Politics with no spaces in between it. And, of course, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there. Buy comics. You will save money. It's a no-brainer. Okay? 
Okay. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, crpsavings.com, and also on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership for all your savings on everything you need from Office Depot. $39 gets you a lifetime membership. And we're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. One B. With one B in the web for all of your internet building needs. I think that's it. I'm Andy Kirby, and Jared is a jerk. And until <laughs> next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. That was a long episode. <laughs> that was a long episode. It was two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, we sound like idiots. <laughs> That's not true. They're invested in us as characters. We don't know what we're talking about.